They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. We have here zombies and the occult, and this is something I, I was able to scrap together here last minute. And thank you for inviting me, Tommy. I really appreciate it. I did not oh, know no where where zombies came from but here we are i'm gonna give you guys a little bit of background and how it plays into modern day because it's not what you'd expect it was it, it took a turn where i was like okay that's that's new for me but it's all about reality manipulation and what donut was talking about so it goes hard in the paint here we have zombies in the occult and this Did is a picture allegedly of origin like since the first um zombie yep so Zombie is a mythological undead corporeal revenant created through the reanimation of a corpse. Zombies are most commonly found in the horror and fantasy genre. And the term comes from Haitian folklore, uh, in which a zombie is a dead body reanimated through various methods, mostly commonly magic like voodoo. And we have the modern day interpretation of the archetypal zombie comes from Haiti. Okay, I did not know that. And again, this is something, this is new to me, but I love it. So they, they've added later on the whole radiation and this mental disease and all these other pathogens and parasites. That was after the fact in Hollywood or Hollyweird, as Tommy likes to call it. And we have here a real life zombie or hoax. Now, this is a very interesting case because this guy allegedly was a victim of of he he was allegedly a real life zombie. So let me pull up where the heck is my what name? like through Haitian voodoo or something? Yeah, exactly. So through I'm trying hey, to let pull me, up my let me tell you something, brother. I grew up around Santeria and voodoo, mm -hmm. and I I'm I'm not joking, man. I really seen a lady turn someone into a zombie, and could, she really could control him. There's been entire books written about this guy, and his name is Clarivius. Narcisse, and I'm gonna probably mess these names up, so don't butcher me. But the it was he was a Haitian man who claimed to have been turned into a zombie by Haitian voodoo and forced to work as a slave because that's what they do. These these zombies don't need water, they don't need food, they don't need anything. They work, and there's literally entire books written about this. Is one of them, Passage of Darkness, and they studied him. And the thing about it was that it was confirmed by two American doctors. So it was confirmed. He he came in. Let me read his story here. So he he admitted himself on April 30th. And he had a fever. <laughs> yeah, April 30th, right? Had a fever and fatigue, and he was spitting up blood. 
and doctors couldn't find an explanation. And he, it grew worse until three days later, right? Symbolic number. Three days later, he had appeared to die. He was pronounced dead. He was put in a cold storage for about a day. They buried him. And then he goes on to say that after the fact, the witch doctor, which are called Bokers, uh, they exhumed his body. And he's in like this catatonic state where it's like he's, he's not, he's, you could still think, but you're not conscious 100% and they're able to control you. So they, they pull him out and they put him to work. And then once the witch doctor, and I'll get into it more, once the witch doctor dies, the mental parasite or mental cage that he had you in goes away and you're able to just snap out of it. So after, I think it was, let's see here how many years it was after a bunch of years, like 30 years, he came back and his family was like, wow, you were gone. It's him. He was able to recount like personal stories that he had. And it was, he proved to be himself. So, but the thing is that I, I relate this to the, the, the phenomenon of a zombie. And I put this here, thought form and egregore and tulpa, because these are the the subconscious and the and the collective conscious plays a role into a lot of this. And and this gets philosophical, it gets interdimensional, it gets whatever which way you want to put it. And that's why I love this topic because it really ties into a lot of the other things that I always talk about. But this the the guy who wrote this book, uh, Wade Davis, he's he was the one that really brought this case to light. And there was a, there was two other ones of course, in Haiti, of other zombies. Similar to this, it was a lady who appeared to be dead. She was buried alive. Come to find out she was still alive, and they ended up pulling her out. But this Isn't guy... Isn't it kind of ironic, too, that he died on April 30th, the day <laughs> the Church of Satan was formed? Yeah, so again, these are all symbolic, plus the three days later, that's also a symbolic account. And, you know, it. it we can speculate onto what this is, but I really love it because this guy... This is this is the key right here, because it's not what you think. It's not like, oh, well, they're giving them these drugs that are putting them in these states where they're able to be manipulated. No, no, no. It, it's they're they give they give them a placebo. They give them a placebo. And because of the societal reinforcements of the belief, since they believe in the zombie phenomenon, they are put in a zombie like trance. By believing, and that right there, that right there is what I consider the real magic. That's what I consider the real cult. If you're able to exercise your influence over somebody mentally and captivate them mentally, I think that's where the real magic is. And that's what these guys have done since their society believes in zombies and believes in witch doctors. They are able to control these people who are allegedly, they become zombie slaves. Now, that's why I think that they have impl- uh, implemented this into our society. Because as long as the people believe, even if it's a possibility, reality is subjective. And we're talking about phenomenology where the experience is real to you. So as long as it's real to you, nobody can take that away from you. So when these people believe that they are a zombie, they truly are a zombie, right? Because that's their reality that they, that they have created for themselves through societal influences through cultural influences through other things outside of their control that they're inserted into right because again this gets like how how donut said earlier 100 percent it gets psychological it's all mind control it's the og mk ultra this is what the government was trying to tap into when they were talking about mk ultra they want to figure out how to how to 
give somebody a placebo and make them think that they're, you know, that, that they are something else or, or make them give them all the answers, you know, and, and have control, full control over them. So I put a thought form in egregore because that's something of the collective. The, if the collective comes together, it becomes a reality. So if the collective cultural area comes together and believes that zombies are real, well, guess what? Zombies, werewolves, UFOs, Bigfoot, everything else is real. And it goes back to Carl Jung where he talked about uh, these are projections of the psyche. Well, what if we are manifesting these things into existence by thinking about them hard enough? And again, that's manifestation. And that to me is the true uh, the true occult. That's the true magic. That's the true magician, sorcerer, et cetera, that you want to, whatever else you want to get to. But no, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, Alistair Crowley and them talked about this, how to bring manifestation, what is in your head out into a reality. All the elite elites know it, you know, they train their children and educate their children from birth, how to use manifestation, how to use the law of attraction as our children are told, oh, that's all just uh, fairy tales. But um, what do you think about that, Brother Donut? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I find it very, very fascinating. Um, if I can add upon what Juan is saying real quick with uh, my screen and then go back to Juan stuff, because I feel like showing the imagery uh does a better job than just what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that no, makes sense. You want me to show? Oh, okay, I see your screen. Let me do that. <clears throat> I'll just do this real fast. But I find it fascinating that you're talking about, you know, the mind control in this guy's incident happened on April 30th, the satanic temple founding, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Travis Scott, it sounds a lot like Tavis Stock, right? And Tavis Stock, was very connected to brainwashing, bringing the new hey, donut. Age. Guess who else died on that day? Hitler. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Wow. And 411 days later, Donald Trump was born. That's interesting. <laughs> very interesting. That's crazy that that 30th date. So that's yeah. Travis Scott's birthday, the founding of the satanic temple and this real life zombie that took place in um, Haiti. And I was wondering if Haiti is connected to the Hettites at, at all. Um, I was trying to look it up because they're where we get the double-headed eagle that we see. But they, Trav, Travis Scott, the Tavistock Institute is who built things like the Esalen Institute. And this goes into brainwashing, MK Ultra, mind control and propaganda. Charles Manson went here right before he carried out his satanic sacrifices to end the hippie movement. And the hippie movement was all created here at the Esalen Institute, which is connected to the Tavascott Institute. But we're getting all these zombie movies, zombie preparedness kit, going back to the movies. You got to think of George A. Romero as well. And look into how this affects our culture. Resident Evil is a video game, but a movie. And this new show that's out, The Last of Us, was also a video game. So video yep. games play a huge role in the programming at first, a billion-dollar industry. Very important. And it goes into Pac-Man. Even Pac-Man be eating stuff, right? The eating is the oral <laughs> stage. So the oral stage, according to Freudian psycho psychoanalysis, is that's how, like, 
viruses or whatever it is, uh, any intelligent life, I guess not that, but any intelligent life be eating things to see if they can survive and they spit it out. And so it goes into psychology. This is on such a political level as well. When Trump first came into office, he was eating chocolate cake and he was bombing at the same time he was eating the cake and this whole vampire eating, consuming the flesh is very connected. You got movies like Jaws that played a huge role in psychology. The military had to study this stuff because people were scared to go to the ocean, still are. And then you got Omega Man, the Omega event that comes yeah. from I Am Legend. And we were spot on, bro. Like, shout out to us for saying, yo, there's going to be some water stuff happening in San yep. Francisco. Preach. And that's what's happening right now. There's a ton of flooding in San Francisco. That was the first oh. time you ever brought me on your show. We, we did that and broke it down. And then I said bridges would fall. And five of them fell back to back. Now the grand finale, this Omega event will be the GGB. I don't even say it no more because the algorithms will wipe us out. But you know the GGB bridge in yes. the area. So the whole thing, I'll wrap it up here. Uh, just boom, boom, boom. The vampires in our culture, Santa Korea diet, cannibalism. They're saying cannibalism is good for the environment. Scientists yeah, are coming tons out. Of, tons of cannibalism all through 2022, 2021. American Carnage came out. Remember that movie? It was about eating people and turning them Dahmer into Dahmer was a hit. We did a Dahmer breakdown. That was yep. huge. Oh, and right. Dahmer came out on a satanic holiday that uh called for um what's it called when dismemberment dismemberment when you chop a damn body up and that's what Dahmer did he had so mm -hmm. many bodies chopped up dude yeah and and so we got stuff like the zombie deer and the the this new movie that just came out the last of us goes perfectly aligned with all the stuff I just talked about with Hold the on. political agendas. Yes. Okay. So the last of us with in the first like three minutes, did you watch the video I did on it yet? The 10 minute video? Not yet. You have to check it out, bro. Because the first 10 minutes they're talking about viruses. And he says that what he's worried about is a fungal virus. And then he says, Oh, well, it can't survive in body temperatures above 94 degrees. He said, yeah, but with something like climate change, if the temperature goes up a couple degrees, now it mutates and it can survive in the human host. And like you was talking about with them grasshoppers, how, well, it's actually ants too. They take over the ant's body and then control it. And they release this antibiotic inside of them that stops their body from decaying as it's slowly replacing with this zombie parasite host, you know, and that is what the movie's all about. That's what started the damn zombie apocalypse. Right. And this goes perfectly along with what they're saying about how it's heating up and there's zombie viruses under the permafrost that they're finding yeah. new things that are going to awaken. And so it goes along with the thing. And another cool thing, and I'll end with this is that, they show 
everyone listening to that 1968 lecture of the guy predicting what's going to happen. And they yep. were all staring at him like a screen zombie, like how we look at a TV. Everyone was looking at that guy like uh, a zombie as well. So very interesting predictive programming. Very interesting. Um, Brother Juan. Yo. You got some more on the zombie, brother? Yeah, pull up my screen, please. That was all great. Yes, Donut. sir. Yeah, thank you, Donut. Great. I need to learn more about the Tavistock Institute. Before Juan gets going, um, who built that, Donut? You're, you're muted, Donut. Oh, he's muted. You're muted. I'll drop you a link in the private chat to an article that was written in the 90s. Um, okay, thank you, Donut. I appreciate that because I would like to learn more. Let me put Juan's. Boom. Okay, let me mute myself so I don't mess up. So we have here the etymology of zombie because that's also very, I think that grammar comes from grimoire. So I think that by implementing these, and I don't want to disrespect anybody's gods or anything, or I'm just coming at this from a research point of view, but there are, when you talk when you when you are speaking you're casting spells that's why it's called spelling and i believe that language is very important especially when it came to from the 16th to the 18th or 19th century when when they were bringing over all these slaves and they were coming together well mind you a a, a people who are enslaved who that have no access to weapons or anything they needed to come up with a way of defending themselves so this is how there's some accounts again, this is speculation of how magic came to be because using words, using sigils, using things that aren't weapons in order to defend yourself. So if you're able to cast a spell on somebody by using natural magic by things that you find in nature, then good for you, right? Because you're that's all you have access to. So I think language is very important. Zombie 1871 of West African origin. And then I, I, I found it interesting. Zumbi means fetish. And then Nizambi means God, originally the name of a snake God, later with the meaning reanimated corpse and voodoo cult, but perhaps also from Louisiana Creole, word meaning phantom ghost, from Spanish sombra, shade or ghost. And then obviously you have the sense slow-witted person in 1936. It was recorded. The English word zombie is first recorded in 1819 in a history of Brazil by the poet Robert Southley. The form zombie actually referring to an Afro-Brazilian rebel leader named Zumbi and the etymology of his name, et cetera, et cetera. So in Haitian folklore, a zombie is an animated corpse raised by magical means such as witchcraft. We have the whole necromancy where it's the divination through the use of the dead. You also have the Knights Templar connection in there because Baphomet, that at the end of the day, that's what it was. It was the head of a prophet it was the allegedly the head of john the baptist and there was an ancient egyptian belief that if you had the head of a prophet it would prophesize to you through divination so again these these practices go way back there is accounts of zombies in the epic of gilgamesh and it ties all the way back to mesopotamia and so the origins of the zombie and i found this very interesting because it went somewhere where I wasn't expecting it to. Zombie African deity. It's a the name of a snake deity in some cults in West African Vodun and Haitian Voodoo. 
Zambi is a Creole word thought to be derived from Nzambi, supreme god of the Bokongo people of Angola. And the deity is connected with water and appears in different impersonations, one being Zambi Dambala, the rainbow serpent. Now, their, their pantheon consists of 232 names, so they have this entire hierarchy. And the, the premise behind voodoo, and this is the sigil or the emblem for this, this uh, Dambala deity and this is another depiction of it and it's pretty Bro, much like not to interrupt but i i'm a big fan of child's play the chucky series all mm -hmm. the chucky movies mm -hmm. and that's the chant that he says really and to to become chucky he he, he does dumbala kind of voodoo that's what it's he one says of their main wow yeah yeah it's one of their main deities and and so essentially the the Belief behind voodoo is that you're opening up yourself to these entities. Now, in other secret societies, they want to ascend to the Godhead. They want to go up the Jacob's Ladder, the Third Pillar, whatever, etc., etc., the Merkaba, the Soul Ascent, the whatever it is. They want to ascend and go be up like Metatron and Enoch when he turned to Metatron and ascended up into the heavens. Well, voodoo or hoodoo is, is a little bit different. You're inviting the deity in and using yourself as a vessel for this deity or entity or whatever it is. So they do all these rituals and they get inhabited by these entities. And essentially, they have two serpents that are coming together and creating the cosmos, creating existence. Now, that reminds me again of the Anunnaki. And one of the first deities of, for the Gnostics as well was... Yadaboth, which we did that. We covered the Archons on that episode that we did. And it, it's a very similar concept. The serpent being that came first before it was the first thing that God created. So we have this Dambala, which is portrayed as a great white or black serpent originating in the city, the city of Wedo. Uh, Dambala is said to be the sky father, the primordial creator of all life or the first thing created by Grand Met. In those voodoo societies that viewed Dumbala the, 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 as the primordial creator, he created the cosmos by using his seven coils and all this stuff. So, But then I'm reading all this, right? And it goes right here. This popped out of me. Dumbala is usually syncretized with either St. Patrick or Moses. Now, Dona, I don't want you to get a little triggered, okay? Because I know that, you know, you're my favorite Jew, bro, but... They, they're talking about Moses. Isn't that your like the 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 Jewish people's main guy? Is that the guy, or am I am I thinking of something? Correct me if I'm wrong. Moses split the the Red Sea and he delivered the laws, right? The commandments. Mm -hmm. He delivered the laws, and the uh, that's interesting because I believe there's the brazen serpent with Moses. In Abraham this is their main one, right? I don't really know. I'm a, I'm a bad Jew. <laughs> what? Come on, bro. You need to back me. I was waiting on you to back me up for this one. Bro. Well, the thing is, is like I remember studying this brazen serpent recently on the dollar bill, how the dollar is the S and, the, and it goes back to some ser serpent on a cross kind of thing. And I think that's also connected to Moses. Just coming off my brain, I could be totally that might not be connected, but. So I found that interesting in that they connected to St. Patrick because that's the one that eliminated the, the serpents, right? The, the yeah. killing of all the serpents and then Moses. So this deity, because remember with paganism. But he did, he did, he, 
Then he turned his uh, Moses <laughs> turned it into a snake. He turned something into a snake. Yeah, I think. the the, the staff. Raw, yeah, staff. Disclaimer, guys. I have um, Juan's channel linked to my account, <laughs> so if I say something, it's sharing on Juan's account too. I'm over here gone on 700 milligrams. Like people think it's me. I have 150 people over on my end, and they're like, "Juan's gone." I promise you, it's not me. <laughs> No, it's me. Guys, it's my 40th birthday. You know, it's all good, bro. It's all good. I'm getting old, guys. Make sure to hit that like everywhere you guys are at. We have how many people we have in total, Tom? We got over 655. 655 people. Make sure to hit like. Only 176 hit the likes. It's free, guys. I promise you. It's not going to charge your. Yeah, it's not going to charge your cash app. It's not going to charge your credit card. It's free. It's a way to help out and get the video out on the algorithm. So we really appreciate you guys. And don't worry, I'm saving mine for last. One of my um, followers got me hit to some really crazy stuff. And if you got the preview, it's over on Tommy, or my apologies, truthfultv.com. Go ahead, Juan. I'm sorry, brother. No, you're good, bro. So, yeah, anyways, they, they, they syncretize them with St. Patrick or Moses. Now... Again, back to the idea that voodoo is letting these entities inhabit your hey, body. Hey, you got another person. Is that, that's waters above, I believe, if I can't see them. He don't use a picture? No, he doesn't use a picture, no. I just ain't because I'm so bloat. I don't want to fall asleep on camera or something. <laughs> <laughs> waters so, above. Hey, how's it going, family? Can you hear me? How What's you doing, up, bro? Brother? I'm doing better every day. How are you? How's it going, Donut? What's up, Waters? Not much, man. Another day in the Matrix. Ain't it? Nice. You came in just in time, bro. We started the zombie talk. So we have here the they have a hierarchy a a of two hundred and thirty-two names recorded. Now there's there's when they get inhabited, they they say the name and that's how they record the names. Now we have Adia Wedo, and it's they call them Loa Loas. That's like their 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 spirits, like they, 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 their, their forces of creation, et cetera, et cetera. So it reminds me of like the Nephilim or the Archons or these spirits that are everywhere that they are able to tap into. And I believe that's what the technology is. Now, this would, this would, you would need to believe in this sort of stuff for it to be real. I do think that the, the use of Goetia and all these different other types of magic. It, I think it's a type of technology. And the, the reason I say that is because certain deities are used for certain things. So for example, there is deities that help you find treasure or help you heal the heal, whatever. So the deity that helps you find treasure won't heal you. And the deity that that's supposed to heal you won't help you find treasure. So it's vice versa. That's why I think it's a certain type of technology. Now you have Crowley that talked about, Goetia and all these goetic demons being parts of the subconscious of being within your own self. And you're able to tap into that and use that to do whatever it is that you need to do. But we have here, Michelangelo's horned Moses. And supposedly that's from a mistranslation. It's supposed to be light rays of light emanating, I guess. So he was the illuminated, right? So let's hit the, let's give the people what they want and hit the Illuminati confirmed. So Moses is hundred percent Illuminati confirmed. Hey, and let's let your boy uh, plug his channel, tell because you know a lot of people on here have no idea who he is. So, um, waters yep. above, 
I, I, I definitely appreciate your content. You know, a fellow brother in Gematria, you do amazing work with the crypto. And um, I started following you due to Juan, and I, I try to watch all your new stuff. So I appreciate you coming on, bro. Oh, that really, killing. that really means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, and I appreciate Donut for introducing me to Juan. And I guess it's kind of just like, we'll see where this goes. But yeah. I really appreciate you, man. Uh, do you have anything on crypto? Are you expecting anything? Like a lot of people are talking about crashes and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, well, regarding the market conditions, is that what you're asking? Yeah, like, okay, for example, that XRP, me and you were talking about Donut. Do you think that's the one that the government will go with? Or do you think it'll be like some new one they made up? Uh, well, the government's going to use a central bank digital currency, something that the Federal Reserve and the central banks would have created. Like that's what they would use on the retail level. But when it comes to Ripple, like the actual technology that they could use, um, it will be a different conversation than the token XRP. So Ripple and their technology, uh, on-demand liquidity, and a lot of what they do is definitely tied into the global banking system. I mean, whether you look at it from central banks to retail, but um, XRP as the token is more just the speculative cryptocurrency that retail and anyone else could trade. Um, and Ripple, the company, is definitely a whale of that particular token. Um, but if there's going to be any coin that's used by the governments, it's going to be one that they create. It's not going to be one that a fintech company creates. Uh, but as for uh, being bullish on XRP or like the future of it and huge price uh, discovery, I believe Ripple is a great company to invest in. Or XRP, excuse me, would be would be a great God, investment I was about to have a heart attack if you said Ripple because XRP is what I did uh, put some money into. And- right, right, right. So that's cool. You know, um, also, uh, Waters, did you see that Bitcoin at its bottom in this cycle or whatever ha- landed on 666? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, are you talking about what it you, what landed you on at 16,666? So it was like 16666, right? Yeah, there was, was a like lot of bottom. Yeah, I remember in the last cycle. In the last sixty-six, it wasn't that the Sesta Levee Act of sixteen sixty-six. Oh yeah, where uh, the everyone dead at sea kind of thing. Yeah, I think I pronounced it wrong, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I remember in the last cycle uh, when Bitcoin hit its all-time high in twenty eighteen in December, it hit the all-time high at nineteen thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars. Of course. Bullshit. And there's a code in the blockchain as well that links to 666. And if you look at the numerology mm-hmm. of Bitcoin, BTC is 223. But this is what I'm learning. You know, Gematria, if it's Bitcoin, B is 2, T is 20, C is 3. That you got the 223, but Gematria doesn't mean that it's 223. It means that you plus 2. Two and three, which is seven, or seventy or something, or no seven. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta look it up. <laughs> we got two gematria ex- experts with us. Yeah, when Twitter. it comes when it comes to actual Hebrew gematria, like uh, what I would say, and this is a little bit more advanced, is if you're gonna take English, uh, you would actually be removing all the vowels because vowels are always uh, 
they're up to well they're variables vowels are variables so the o could be the u the u could be you know like if you were to look at saturn is also chronos but you could see chronos written as chronos and even the k might be changed to a c and then it starts to get kind of convoluted no so that makes comes- total sense yeah because the vowels in hebrew if people don't know they're underneath it's not a e i o u it's either a dot a, i could read hebrew so i know what you're saying correct yeah so with actual hebrew gematria uh and what make it what makes it a lot different from like what most of us do in the decoding community we're not actually doing gematria if we're not using hebrew we're just do we're just calling it gematria because it gives somebody like a keyword that they could go research and get the idea of a numerical code that comes yeah but um i mean just to answer this uh the great thing about using ticker symbols when you're decoding using gematria for instance xrp uh as opposed to typing out the whole world the whole word ripple is you're doing what we just kind of said you're removing those vowels so bitcoin being reduced down to btc uh, one other really amazing thing is bitcoin without the vowels the btcn you're gonna get 69 in reverse ordinal and that was the all-time high of bitcoin in this cycle it was sixty nine thousand dollars wow you said btcn yeah, so the word Bitcoin just without the vowels. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Hey, um, yeah. oh, oh, waters above. My my personal favorite Gematria cipher, I like Sheldian. You know, and it's one of the older ciphers, right? Sheldian. Yeah, I that that's one of the ones that I uh, prefer to use as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, Logan uses that too. There's a lot of people that, because you know, you see a, a lot of people they'll use like five or six different ciphers in their decode i really try try my hardest to stick to the one cipher you know i think it's just a little more pure yeah that is actually more my methodology over the last year and a half i try to just keep it to like regular english ordinal abc equals one two three and then i also prioritize chaldean like you just said moments ago and sometimes i'll use some sort of a full reduction cipher the only The only time I like to use reverse ciphers is actually when I'm trying to find out price targets. So if I'm decoding a cryptocurrency to try to get to price targets, for some reason, um, getting those numbers definitely helps with the data. But I agree with you, brother. Um, I think a lot of people who are new to Gamatra and decoding using a Gamatra calculator, they would do so much better if they only used Chaldean and English Ordinal. When they start adding in all these extra, extra ciphers, it's they believe it's like this more is better thing, but it's not true at all. What would yeah. help people more, instead of learning gematria and learning how to decode the numbers and the letters, would actually be learning how to decode symbology, learn how to decode symbols like what Donut does. Because yep. if, you, if you could really master decoding symbols, then the numbers zero through nine, you could start to decode. And then and now you'll actually have some rhyme and reason behind what the fuck you're decoding. Because if you're, just, if you're just looking at the numbers in and of itself, like, sure, you could get into prime numbers. That definitely has significance. You could get into the Fibonacci. And, and that's all fun in games. But you really need to have an origin for what it is that you're decoding. Uh, you need to go back to an origin point or else you're really just throwing numbers around. No, You I know agree. what's interesting about Chaldean that I just found out going into, like, decoding where is stuff coming from that's not connected to the numbers? Is that a Dr. Peter Davidson, Pete Davidson, translated the Chaldean into (laughs) English in America in 1911? Remember Mm -hmm. that? What did I teach you, Donut? What equals the the 1911? 
Remember, remember I sent it to you? Yeah. What was it again? Um, I, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that we had that combo and you sent it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was something Freemasonry that was 1911, something to do with yeah, it, yeah, that's what it was. You sent me, yeah, yeah. And then I sent you the plaque on the Freemasonic. Um, mm-hmm. Remember, we had crazy synchronicity that night. All this weird shit, and you know, um, water with all the timing. Yeah, that was yeah, wild. yeah, yeah. Waters above a lot of these Jamatria channels. They're telling people like, yeah, there's somebody behind the scenes doing it all now i do believe the elite hacked the frequency illuminati confirmed and, and, and shift the energy a bit but i i try to teach people there is an organic source code what do you think about that brother correct yeah i would say it's probably 80 to 90 percent syncretism so it's yeah. not it's just it's all synchronized and i believe that human beings have like this uh fetish for like wanting the Illuminati to be controlling everything. Yes, they do. That's that right there, I think, is like level one truther. Like when you f- start to wake up, you just want to know that there's some guy in the sky. Instead of being God, it, it has to be like, uh, you know, Baron Rothschild. Like instead of God, now the guy who's orchestrating everything is George Soros. And that brings <laughs> comfort. That brings comfort to people because they are at that frequency. And as they raise their frequency, they'll start to see that there's something that is so above and beyond human comprehension. Uh, it starts to almost be computer-like, like computer-generated. And I watched... Like an SAI God computer or something we're in. Sure. And um, that's where Bitcoin comes into play with all of this. Is like It was their way of just starting off a code system and then letting it run off of that origin. Like They called it the Genesis block. And oh, I believe wow. that <clears throat> I believe it's pretty um it's pretty basic that if you just see well, I'll say this, okay. When you start to decode yourself, then you'll start to see how this is an organic code. Yes. When you start to decode other people, then you'll start to see that this is an organic code because you're not or you're not decoding somebody who's a, a celebrity or somebody who is uh famous by any means. You're decoding yeah. your you're decoding your your fucking grandmother. Right. You know, like she's Yo, around alone, bro. <laughs> well, <I would laughs> well, that's the test. That's the test, though. I tell people as you get into Gamatra, go decode your, your next door neighbor. Go go ask them where were they born? What was their high school mascot? What's their uh, you know, who's the what's the full name of their uh, husband or, or wife? When did you get married? When was the day that you're going to call the police on you, Vaughters, if you start asking those sort of questions? <laughs> no, but I mean, you offer you offer to decode them as if you were going to give them a, a reading of sorts, mm, you know, mm. and I think a lot of people are in when people want to know about Gamatra and numerology, they want to know like, well, I mean, what what is this and how could how, who's controlling it? Right. And I and like Tommy said, there's because the bigger channels or I guess the biggest channel out there perpetuates the site. And I'm not going to get into names because I don't want to disrespect I anyone. Know you're talking yeah, about. No, no. I, I mean, I want to be I, it either. Yeah. I honor everyone who's going out of their way to teach the world about this level of, uh, you know, perceiving reality. But I'll just admit that to go with, along with the energy that human beings are controlling everything. And it must be this nefarious team of people that, are changing the sports scores on every fucking game that happens in the NBA season. I mean, just come on. Vibrational energy really is what it is. That's perpetuating. A lot of people do it. And um, 
I don't attack any of them. I never, I don't speak bad about no one in the Gematria community. Now I'll roast the shit out of some other people, but <laughs> with the Gematria community, you know, I just, I, I try to help everyone. Um, and I like, I, I usually like the littler people that are trying to come up because yeah. they're, you know, they're so pure, but I, I definitely loved your work after I um, checked it out. And I figured you, you thought a lot, uh, on the same lines as what I believed in. And that's super cool to hear you say well, that. Yeah. that well, water's it. got an interesting take on zombies that we did a oh, podcast yeah, yeah. on with Amazon and I believe uh, Atlanta. What's up with that waters? Well, I, the, the one last thing I would like to say is uh, when it comes to like the Super Bowl or the World Cup finals or the, uh, you know, who's getting the gold medals in the Olympics, gold that that is 100 percent predetermined. That is fake. Who wins oh, yeah. the Super Bowl is fake. Now, yes. every other game that gets you to there. Well, that's another question. But I do want to interject that although I believe 80, 80 to 90 percent of this code is absolutely organic. Um, also, you got to look at the Super Bowl is what five percent of all the games of the entire year. So it sort of even proves along the same theory as even if they were to control the Super Bowl, you take all the teams multiplied by sixteen games each, multiplied by all, and add in the the playoffs games. One game out of all that, you know, you end up with such it's minutia. But that is what is the most important because that's the team that gets the most prana. That's the team that receives the most life force energy for an entire season. And, and that is what the elite are doing. They're trying to extract prana from you. They want, they want you to like sit around and talk about Kanye West all day. They want you to talk about Andrew Tate all day. This prana, this prana floods into that particular individual. And now they can use them as like this divine, like almost like an archetype, like they become a Jesus character. So I'll say that. But anyways, back to the zombies. Um, What did we talk about, Donut? So you were telling me about um, first the Amazon's got some zombie guide. But next to that, oh, yeah. Atlanta. We oh, I got it. Okay. Hey, guys, I got it here. I'll load it for you. Uh, Waters, it's right here. It, he's He's not lying. And I thought it was fake when it first came out. You know, the CDC released a zombie apocalypse warning. Amazon had this shit. Is that what you're talking about, Waters? Yeah, yeah. Amazon, uh, their server is like AWS, and it's like one of the biggest servers. Um, I don't I don't know all the logistics behind it, but I yeah, think it's gone, I, though, because I looked it up, and it wasn't there anymore. 666 in the live when I put that up. Now it changed. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Well, the CDC took theirs down, too, but it was still up. You know what I'm saying? So you mm-hmm. can take it down all you want. Um, the fact is, on 3-4 of 21, the CDC put out a zombie preparedness thing, and that's because zombie yeah. equals 34. You should be able to use some sort of search engine thing to go back to a certain website on a particular date, mm-hmm. and you could probably find it pretty easily. But yeah, I mean, I it's just thought it was... Zombietruthful.com. I used the Wayback Machine to get it uh, nice. watered. Nice. nice. Yeah, I found it um and I was reading it with just like pissing my pants cuz I was like this is unfucking believable and nobody no regular person is going to read this going to care or, or read this. Um and it was just so well timed like they they kind of did you say it was on March of 2021? Yes, 3 4 of 2021. Yes. Yep. Okay. That's amazing. Nate, yeah, hey, that did was... you see this new one? 
I did this last night, bro. So this new series came out called The Last of Us. In the first two minutes of the series, episode one, it's taking place in 1968. And they're talking about a, um, a fungi that will mutate because global warming and take over the host. And it'll be like a hive mind and all to spread the disease, which they end up turning into these zombies. It's on HBO. It's it's phenomenal. But 68, you know, that's Wuhan, Seattle, Washington, the year they coined the word coronavirus, made 9-11 their little <laughs> emergency code. It, so much stuff happened in 68. So oh, I thought amazing. that was, yeah, I thought that was very interesting, bro. Yeah, I love I love learning about stuff like this. I mean, all these connections are amazing. It's great that you're attentive to it. And it's just so great to see all these decoders that are putting their, you know, energy into different fields of decoding. You know, it's really helpful. And then coming together and not bashing. That's what I love, brother. I love to unify people. And you know, like right now, you heard, you seen in the comments people said, "Oh my god, I lost my shit when Waters came in." So, donut oh, that really waters. Means a lot to me. I mean, this is an all-star lineup right here for my birthday. Someone else all said you have a beautiful voice too, Water. So on my side over here. It is very calming. <laughs> it yeah, is when, ASMR. Uh, when, when I'm done with my YouTube career, I'm going to become a phone sex operator. So if you guys want to <laughs> help me promote that work when that time comes, I really oh, appreciate it. You, yeah, no doubt. Yo, I mean, getting into the gematria of zombie, um, you're getting 70 in English ordinal and... That oh seven God. is so big. It's been really big this year. And um, uh, anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because we just went through the, sh the Shemitah year, as I've spoken about with Donut quite a bit on transmissions. You said, me and 70. You said 70, right? Yeah, correct. Mm. So Night of the Comet, remember that movie, the 80s movie, which this comet goes by and turns people into zombies? Mm. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the release of that movie till March 4th when it's, the CDC zombie preparedness went live. Uh, it was so I have something three months and 22 days. I have something you're all you're all really going to love, actually, now that you brought this up, because you brought up comets. For some reason, yesterday I was watching uh, the documentary that was on that cult called Heaven's Gate. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys remember Heaven's Gate. Well, I yep. wanted to tell Donut this because he recently just did a bunch of stuff on the 322. And then Tommy Truth, like you just brought up the comet and the 322. Well, the yeah, date no that the date that Heaven's Gate uh, committed suicide was March 22nd. <laughs> and it was when Hale Bop <laughs> Comet was passing through. So they 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 did that that suicide ritual, which was the most uh, that was the biggest mass suicide in America still to this day. Dude, and it was 39 that's people. Nuts. That's How crazy nuts is because that? also and it took like them three days. It took them three days to they were uh, all morons too. Remember, they just dressed up with Nikes <laughs> and jogging. They castrated suits? themselves too, didn't they? Yep, yep, they did. Yeah. They cut their slong. Yep. Sure wow. did. No, but that, wild, that ritual, bro. that ritual, bro, you guys have to like look into it. Like, even if they didn't know what they were doing, those Nikes are just the they're just the the shoes of Hermes, you know, like they're just the they're the sandals of Hermes. So it ties back in to that connection also with Saturn because they were wearing black and white Yankees, mm -hmm. the black and white, yeah. the conscious well, and the subconscious you know, mind. You brought up the Shemitah and what I'm looking out for talking to this astrologer 
is March from her insights that Aquarius is going to be like entering something. And when this happens, this happened during the lockdowns. It also happened in the 2008 uh, uh, mortgage collapse. And this will be happening in March. And I got to rewatch the video, but I'm looking out for some event to happen in March because we are in the 322 year. You're just put that 322 (laughs) thing up. And That's even guess, the, though, that, that, what was uh, Jim Jones, that went down November 18th, the 322 day. Oh, yeah. That's year. an amazing connection. Well, oh, I mean, just it, quick quickly for you guys uh, in the idea of the around that 320 that's the vernal equinox the, the, the spring equinox and um, I just released a decode on my patreon called year of the rabbit decoded for the Chinese New Year and uh, this is all coming back to symbolism of the moon and symbolism of Venus because the bunny is a symbol of sex and fertility and desire and that comes back to Aphrodite and her month point. is April Right, but that vernal equinox or Ishtar, uh, Ostara, is connected back to Venus, right? So that is 320 this year, and that tells me that during our vernal equinox, we're probably going to have a ritual um, because it's the year of the rabbit. So it's tied back to all of this. This is a pretty Absolutely. wild connection. Yeah, yeah that is wild. that's great find. What is yeah, your... I went deep on it in my uh, Patreon, so if anyone's like Patreon? in on that... Uh, it's patreon.com slash waters above. And I did a really, Patreon, bro. I did a really long decode on it. It's uh, probably like an hour long. And I even went into the charts too, to show people like the kind of the projections of where I see the market headed and not only for cryptocurrency, but the stock market as a whole. And it's the year of the rabbit. So this is going to oh, be probably like a lucky God. energy, like a positive energy as we get through the month of uh, March into the solar or sorry, the lunar eclipse of May. And this May lunar eclipse, by the way, it's a it's a cycle that only comes around, I think, every 32 years. And it has everything to do with Venus and the sun having a uh, a return. So the Venus and the sun have a return and it happens on 5-5-2023, the 5-5 date. Wow. Interesting. I got a, yeah, I got a, show. a Cinco de Mayo and gonna be dope. i gotta show you guys something check this out waters let me show you this bro i just went and looked because of donut talking so from three four of 21 until 212 the super bowl is exactly 711 days mm. that's it. very interesting uh that's the day the zombie preparedness went live and why i'm looking at this 212 cipher guys because let me show you it is part of the decode over here. I did this um, blog and my friend helped me out with it. All the movies are down below too. So you can watch night of the comet and um, there's a CDC zombie preparedness thing that was on three, four. So it's from that event. But yeah, the, uh, the date of the 12th of February is also the right day there. leaving 322 days left in the year. So look yeah. at this, bro. And it's the 48th day, I believe, or 43rd, the 43rd yeah, day the 43rd. of the year. And that's the age Gangsta Boo just passed that away. Two, that 212 number, because the Super Bowl this year, the 57 Super Bowl is on 212. And that's a date with 57 numerology. And it's the 57 Super Bowl. And it's at the Cardinal Stadium, which the Cardinal Cross, the Mutable Cross, 57 represents birthing 
you know. So um, that two twelve date, which maximum it's getting spicy overdrive. up in here. Yeah, <laughs> maximum overdrive was a movie uh, that was part of this decode as well with Comet ZTFC, and it's just crazy that a comet turned them well, into damn zombies. What's What's great about this two twelve is it's like a palindrome of the twelves. So it's like 21, 12 backwards and forwards. And the word rabbit wow. in Chaldean equals 12. And we're in the year of the rabbit during this time. Wow. Donut yeah. loves rabbits. <laughs> I did this know. decode on the rabbit. And it's pretty crazy. So the year of the rabbit, the bunny, the moon, the rabbit on the moon going back to Japan even the Maya goddess is depicted with the bunny. And I'm tying this into the UFO stuff because in all the predictive programming, we're talking about zombies, predictive programmings, cinemagicians, as Juan calls it, that the cinemagicians of aliens goes back to Bugs Bunny. He was the first abductee. And then in that same decade, the Barney Hill and Betty, like the Flintstones characters, got abducted, the first UFO abductions. So there's this huge connections to bunnies. E.T. was hiding in the closet next to Bugs Bunny with alien stuff. And this is a huge psyop. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, um, at CERN, they have the bunny, which Donut taught me that. And there's a new Adolf Hitler series I just told Donut to watch. The first three minutes of it, Ava Braun standing there with this white bunny. So there is something going on with these damn bunny rabbits. And remember the whole Q psyop waters above? I mean, everybody thought Trump was coming to save their life. <laughs> and, and you know what I'm saying? That was follow the white rabbit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, too, because the the Economist magazine, they came out with the magazine a couple days after the uh, at the start of the Shemitah of the last seven year cycle. And they came out with it and it was called Down the Rabbit Hole. And it was Alice in Wonderland themed. Uh, and it was yeah. showing the bunny looking at the hole. And it was Bitcoin was like dancing and Cardano was jumping down the hole and ETH was jumping down the hole. And Bitcoin and the dollar symbolism. were. Yeah, so it was just dope because they showed the serpent and it was just s full of so many connections for decoders to kind of perceive what the next couple of years were going to end up being like in the market. And it was spot on. And they released that in a 33 timeline. So like the first Economist magazine, 33s after Bitcoin like took off really in 2018 yep. was like a 33 year span. And then that issue came out like 33 months or something after that or it's just a weird 33 connection and this is connected to the last eclipse these sacrifices because the guy who wrote the economist magazine was evelyn de rothschild and he passed away during this election year on the 7th and then the 8th was the full moon the 8th and that yeah. was an emotionally charged event just like the year before november 18th was a full moon, the 322 day. And that's when they had the written house verdict go through and they young Dolph died. Right before that eighth, remember they killed, what did they kill him on the first? Because me and you did a podcast. On who? Takeoff. Yeah, so Takeoff oh, died. Anyways. Yeah, he died on So When, November 1st. And this was a huge ritual. Oh, if you look amazing. at his ninth, his ninth song was called 320. 
he died. I know it was called 230, and he died at 230, and nine is a completion number. One through 10, nine, you know, it starts over to the one again, and that's when he died. It's crazy. It, <laughs> now that you're now that you're talking about that, I was just looking at the charts and Bitcoin for the first time ever that it hit thirty three thousand. It hit on that day thirty three thousand three hundred dollars. That was the highest it hit, and it was on January second of twenty twenty one. So that's the two one date in the two one year, and Bitcoin is the twenty one million coins in supply. And it's all tied to Saturn and Gamatria. Saturn equals twenty-one. Just so amazing yeah. how, like, I was just and, looking and at. What, I, I just wanted became to know. the thirty-third richest person before right. he became the fifteenth richest person. The five-one. Yeah, it's just so lit because I forgot. Like when Bitcoin hit thirty-three k, I remember what the day it happened, but I just didn't realize how numerologically significant that was. Hell yeah! Um, well, brother, did Juan, you guys um? I have, a, I have a quick question for you guys because I'm really interested in something that just started to come to my attention. It's this guy, Orlando Brown. Do you know about him? He's He was like an ex-Disney star that used to be in, uh, that's I think it's called That's So Raven. And he, he's been like, quote unquote, revealing the New World Order. And he's on a ton of these interviews. He recently just start, like did an interview mm. revealing, pan, talking about panda eyes, which yeah. is he like, just, you know. He, I think he's an agent. Do you guys himself? know? Okay, exactly so you do know about him. So, so I, I just want to say on one thing, and then I'll. He said, okay. um, he said that takeoff was really this basketball player, but you know, I I was shown the numerology why he picked that player, uh, which his name was Dotson. Um, I think it was like Andrew Dotson, but so I showed that it equals three two two, and I said, guys, obviously he's not that person but they do change different characters on the world stage i believe anyways yeah so there's like an element of what he's saying that it's so batshit crazy that you don't want to listen to him but then he'll say another thing where you're like whoa like so it's he's a he's an interesting dude and i've been trying to like give my attention to some of his interviews because he's spilling some beans and and again like a lot of it's just so wild and so out there like he's talking about how donda west is his like is his uh his wife and shit he just says the craziest like donda's been dead for like how i don't even know how many years so like some stuff you don't know if he's trolling and then other parts he's revealing cloning he's revealing like specific people that are tied to specific conspiracy theories that do kind of they're plausible but then he'll say something that's so ridiculous that like you can't even take him seriously so well, i just wanted to bring him up because yeah, I, I mean that's he good from the Disney. guys that's what they do you know yeah, they, he's from the disney channel so. they tell a yeah. lot they tell a lot it's like of, a psyop like a psychological yeah, operation like, take. They'll t- like right. Elon Musk, they'll tell a lot of truth but then they throw some real crazy shit in. They're it. alchemists. They're never going to come out and say it 100% directly. Right. It's going to be shrouded in symbolism. And you got to read between the lines. If you're initiated, if not, then get fucked because you're outside it's of the club. It's not for you, right? right. You're exactly. not on the level. Exactly. You know yeah, saying? you need to be yeah. a high level. You need to be high level at discerning to listen to Orlando Brown without like judgment. Because it's just so easy to listen to him and have judgment, you know? Your ego sets in, but like I, I tried to really listen to him without any judgment, just like trying to decode it, as you were saying before, That's trying smart. to see between the lines. And I was, I was like, damn, you know, if I gave some time to this interview, I think I'd start connecting a lot of wild, a lot of dots. But he also seems like a crackhead. I know crackheads. No, he, I've, I've seen a couple crackheads is. in my life, and he has that energy about him. 
he definitely is smoking hella dope. Probably, yeah. you know, uh, freaking. And he has some MK sides. Ultra going on, all sorts of shit. It's probably yeah, a lot bro, of tra- childhood, like, a lot of childhood trauma. He's probably dealing with a lot of programming. So yeah, it's probably it's probably rough for him to even embody his true self because his his personality is so fractal and compartmentalized, and uh, you know it's so easy like, to trigger yeah. a player like him. Exactly. I mean, Kanye is so talking messy. about zom- talking about zombies. I think Orlando Brown is a good example of like a shell of a being who has like something going on that <laughs> literally like a zombie. Yeah. Definitely. Well, this uh, whole Disney Corporation, I don't trust anything that comes from it. I think Elon's part of the Disney Corporation and with Werner Von Braun, uh, you know, Jake Paul as well. Anybody that comes from Disney, uh, I'm just like, nope, can't, you know, <laughs> automatically. D- Disney uh, is NASA. One last question before I let Lon or Juan finish his presentation. Uh, moon landing, fake or real? uh you know i have a i have have a dope video that i'll send you that is the the bloopers of the moon landing where like it like it's no it's the the film was fake the filming was fake and i wish they would have just said that we they should have just said that the filming they should have just never released film if they would have just told the public that hey we went to the moon it would have been great but they, they showed fi- that damn film. Yeah, that and film they lost was- the footage. <laughs> yeah, they then they then they taped over it, which is like, dude, you wouldn't even tape over your that? like daughter's first soccer game. Why the fuck would you tape over the moon landing? Like, remember it's they just, said they you lost know, the technology too. Who the fuck loses the technology? Someone to told back? me space is fake and gay, so I don't know what that means. Do you turn well, gay when you're going up there or what? I don't know, dude. You know, I don't even know if we're allowed to say that word. So be. <laughs> no but i mean like when it comes to the when it comes to the moon landing i i did observe well there's a bunch of red flags first of all warner von braun leading apollo 11 missions that's a huge red flag if you look at his tombstone it was psalms uh talking about the firmament show yeah firmament show of thy handiwork of god so clearly he doesn't believe in outer space the way that it was the way that it's perpetuated via nasa uh, another you know thing I think is, it is waters i think it's all interdimensional bro that's like why they're using CERN. I believe they can travel to other dimensions throughout the multiverse because I believe we're definitely in some organic simulation. And, but I don't think like they shooting a rocket up above us. I don't believe that part. But yeah, I think the flat Earth is way. It's a good stepping stone for people to start waking up to something's wrong. But it goes way beyond that into simulation theory, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I think of it like a Russian doll, and I might have talked about it the last time I spoke with Juan on Juan and Dona in our last uh, transmission. I just look at it like a Russian doll of toroids, like toroidal fields. So you know, within one layer is another layer, within another layer and another layer, and it just keeps going. And that way of perceiving it, uh, to me, seems more like an organic system. And then the idea of what is beyond this firmament or whatever's beyond this dome or whatever is outer space, if people don't even want to look at the firmament concept, and that's fine with me. If you want to look at this idea of outer space, you need to be aware of the optical illusion that's presented in front of you. Like you can do basic optical illusions with just a computer screen. You could do optical illusions in in your house just by taking mirrors and putting them in different angles and corners of the room. 
uh, you know about mirror rooms. So for people to come out and make like really serious commitments to whatever the shape of the earth is or whatever this realm is and disregard the optical illusion effect I, and how little the bandwidth of perception our eyes, the human eyes can actually see. I mean, we all know this. This is basic. We can barely perceive any of the spectrum of light. So who the fuck are we to make commitments about what we're perceiving? It's just so limited. There, you know, and, and this is what I tell Correct. that's why I, I can tell you're 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 very open minded. That's a, you have to be to call yourself a truther. You can't get married to one thing because then you're gonna go into it with a bias uh perception that you know what I'm saying? They want it to fit right. their paradigm. Yeah. They're echo. Well, most chamber. truthers most truthers don't like me that much because I don't make commitments. <laughs> No, I, love I don't, that. I don't, People I don't have beliefs. I don't have belief systems. Like, I think it's important if we really want to be open-minded and, and deeply philosophical about things, we need to allow each other's perception to like be shared. But then furthermore, we need to be okay with being uncomfortable. And I believe a lot of what the truth or community is on, on, for the, for the majority is just a comfort. It's a big comfort movement and it's a dick measuring contest and it's not going to go much of anywhere. Um, and yeah. once people, once people like shed the, the, the amount of pride they have towards the current level of truth that they reside in, then they're going to be able to expand further. But with the pride and the, this deep egoic kind of sense of, of, of there is this truth and it must be, and anything else is kind of like coming at me, like the God of war. I, I just don't yeah. vibe with that. And I, I tend to keep myself uh, close to people who are more on the, the That's belief in self and not one you know they can um one will say i don't i don't believe there's this earth is flat necessarily but i like to talk about the subject and he, right. he stays open-minded to it. he doesn't try to attack you and shove his belief system down your throat neither does donut and i think right. that's just so important uh well that's how you grow yeah, that's yeah. how you grow. You grow by you grow by being around people who don't make those commitments and are willing to listen to what you have to say. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, you you answered that perfectly. So, brother Juan, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we got a little sidetracked, and I loved good. hearing what Water said. You want to finish up your uh, presentation, brother? Yeah, you could pull it up real quick, and I'll try and get through it as quick as. Okay. Um, your audio's gone, Juan. Audio, Juan. Does he realize he's... There you go. Yo, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, my thing keeps cutting in and out so you're good after the occupation of the u.s in haiti in the early 1900s there the archetypal zombie was born and they took the stories that they saw there obviously it was a third world country what they were seeing they were attending these voodoo rituals where they were invoking these entities into themselves etc cetera, etc cetera. so they took these stories back to the u.s and that's where this is from the first movie ever to show depictions this this movie actually takes place in haiti and there is a boker that is uh, controlling all these people and this is the first depiction of 
the zombies. Now, it is kind of racist because they are all black and the main characters are white. So you can take that for what it is. It was the early 1900s. Now, we have this is that. Was that, that 1934 movie. one? It was 1932 that this movie came out, so it's called White Zombie. No, the one you were just showing. Yeah, the yeah, it's the, it's, it's the it's it pictures from this movie, White Zombie. Oh, interesting. So like Rob Zombie. Look. Oh, the U.S. Wait, occupation wait. was 1915 and 1934. Oh, okay. And so that's kind of where like White Zombie, Rob Zombie. Yes. Comes from. Exactly. So this was the first. Is is considered to be the first feature length zombie film and as described as the archetype and model of all the zombie movies so this is how you get the typical oh you know the the slow crawling zombie etc etc and during this time it's a very interesting time because it's obviously at the heels of the great depression you have frankenstein 1931 you have dracula 1931 and then you have this white zombie so they were looking for their next hitter and it turned out to be this white zombie. It did really well, even though it received horrible reviews. Very stereotypical. The tip, the, the it takes place in Haiti. It's a very crude story, Romeo and Juliet type of thing. The sorcerer takes over the the love of the the main character, and he fights him, et cetera, et cetera, to break Got the Bella curse. Lugosi up in there. Yeah. So. Uh, during this time, and I call these cinemagician chimeras, is because you have Dracula at that time, you have Frankenstein, you have King Kong, and all these movies are coming out right after the Great Depression. I'm like, what? What was it with with cinema that it succeeded even through these hard times? Because you know, inflation and all these things. Well, it turns out that the cinemagician's chimeras, I believe, it's a sort of mythology, uh, mythological story that they're painting right they're they're painting this entire universe and during the great depression they called it an, the economic contagion so it spread from one market to the next etc 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 and it was just a domino effect and the reason that movie theaters and i put theaters portals to other dimensions and here we have that donut and i did that video on alchemy which went hard in the paint we did that video on alchemy this is the king in the i, I call it he's hot boxing but i mean it, it reminds me of a movie theater. It's a, a, a simulated cave. It's a simulacrum of a cave. And so movies provided an escape for the hardship of the Great Depression, allowing a glimpse into high society life so far from rural life. People were fascinated by the movies themselves and by the glamorous lives of the men and women who starred in the film. So during this time, the reason that these movies survived, and this is all going to play, this is all going to come together here soon is because people were living through these movies. They were being teleported. Their consciousness, which plays a role into the zombie, was being, I believe, transported because these movies are sigils. They are mandalas for the consciousness. So they were being taken elsewhere in order to escape the mundane world, in order to not have to worry about everything that's going on. There's people killing themselves. The, the economy's in the gutter. Everything is going bad. So they used movie theaters, and movie theaters didn't ever go out of of, they never went out of business. And I, and it makes me think of when that thing happened in 2020 of why they never got rid of of the movie theaters. And then we had the whole AMC thing where people were pumping the stock and you had. Looks like we lost one again. And it's kind of interesting that uh, before movies, there was radio, which was showing us the alien invasion. And that was so popular because when people are depressed, that, I don't think Juan knows as audio got cut. <laughs> His people audio were so, on, um, he paused. People were, 
People were so depressed during the Great Depression, they put out these radio shows. They're a hit. Entertainment always does well in depressions so people can escape. So prostitution, gambling, alcohol. And now we are into the movies. You back, Juan? Yeah, dude, this is uh, really fucking annoying. But um... Juan, it, it happens, brother. They're, they're targeting you. It's, it's your internet. What was the last thing you heard? You were talking about how during AMC pump, why it's so important to go so, into the movies. Yeah. So I, I, I believe I talked to Jay. I don't know if you guys heard that part. And he talked about how it's an effective technique for pretty much MK ultra for, for controlling the subconscious, controlling the psyche. Yes. And the whole thing with sigil magic is as long as you're imprinting things into the subconscious, if it stays there dormant and it's charged and activated, it, 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 comes into reality and it manifests later on. Now, movie theaters, I believe there's a lot of secret societies that go into caves for their rites, for their rituals and all these things. So a movie theater is pretty much the simulacrum of a cave. It's dark and these monks of back then. So you have here this picture of the, of the coffin. Well, the idea is you go and you lay in total darkness for three days, right? Cause it's symbolic. And you meditate, you do breathing exercises, you produce whatever chemicals in your brain. And once you come out, that flooding of light induces a DMT-like or near-death experience. And you're able to tap into some higher part of your consciousness. Again, I'm not an alchemist or an occultist, so I don't know exactly what it does. But from all the literature that I've read, that's what I get from it. And there's different types of zombies, right? Because we're, we're I'm, I want to paint this picture and put it all together, how they're using... Uh, in the modern day, they're turning us pretty much into zombies. I mean, that, that's what they're trying to get at. And this book that I mentioned earlier, The Serpent and the Rainbow, he, he goes into that case of the guy who was supposedly a zombie slave for a while. It was 16 years. He came back after 16 years. And a boker, which is the sorcerer, he is the one that allegedly it's through the use of this mixture that they do, that they get these plants and hallucinogens and all these things and they put it together they give it to the person the person is supposed to go into this trans-like state and they're able to do whatever it is that they want over that person now at the end of the day i said it, it it's a placebo it's the idea that you're going to that it has an this effect on them. voodoo you're talking about right brother yes. one yeah yes. no i guys i told you i grew up around santeria and i i've seen this shit and it's 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 mind-boggling that they're able to control them like that. It, I mean, mm -hmm. so but there's you, something real to this magic and voodoo. Hundred percent. I mean, if if you if you look at everything that's going on today, they have literally turned us into so the whole cannibalistic aspect of a zombie. Well, there's a thing known as auto cannibalism where you consume yourself. And that movie that came out in the 1930s at the heels of the Great Depression was a symbolic nod to the, the capitalist system so that it doesn't work. You just wither away. And again, you become an auto cannibalism. You consume yourself through what? Through work, through materialism, you know, consume, consume, consume and, you know, get get a whole bunch of debt, pass it on to your kids. That's the alchemical sacrifice of children when you're sacrificing the next generation over by taking on this debt that you're never going to pay off doing damage to the earth that you're never going to see the ones that are going to pay for that you're sacrificing your kids and your kids kids because their generations are the ones that are going to have to deal with this sort of thing so it's this 
It's interesting okay. because the Tavistock Institute, this was a big role of, of what in this reading, in this document that I posted on the private chat that was written in the 90s, that that was a big thing that they were pushing onto the culture, sex, drugs, and rock and roll for living mm. in the now and don't worry about the future or the past, you know? So I, I just find that kind of interesting. I don't know if I lost you, Juan. Are you there? I lost you. Yeah, so I was reading this Tavistock Institute you stuff. Oh, you're back. Cool. Yeah, just this, 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 this. Sorry, link. brother Juan. That means bro. you're really, you know, it's funny, Donut, because ask, ask my um, followers, when I was doing the zombie live last night, I rocked out with them till after 123. That's when I was born. They kept doing that to my video. They don't want people connecting the dots with the whole zombie shit. Why the CDC released it. You know, um, I think they got a plan. Maybe, and I, I've always wondered that maybe it means something symbolically, like we're the walking dead and we don't even know it. Then I, I see a lot of connections with nuclear and zombie too. I always mm -hmm. wonder if there's maybe it's something like that in nuclear event. But mm -hmm. um, my homeboy seems to think it's some actual zombie shit. And if you watch the movie Songbird, they said the you know what the code red will mutate to our brain by 2023. But Tommy, here yeah. here's here's the thing, Tommy. Okay, because you have individuals who don't believe that nuclear weapons are fake. What if? Oh, I know <laughs> that, that 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 nuclear weapons are fake. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, they're not real. Think about about that. Think about day. psychological warfare. What a better way to make you believe that there is the possibility that you will be turned into this mindless zombie by this contagion or pathogen, etc. And it, and they they keep it at the uh, at the very edge of you know they put it in your media they indoctrinate you to believe it so you ever heard of Roku's Basilisk where uh, where by you trying to stop the AI by you just thinking about stopping the AI the AI right. has already won it's already happened right it's already it, happened it's the Terminator it's the the golem that goes out of control so I think that it just got to catch up exactly exactly so this idea of the zombie not saying it's not real. But look at the the Haitian population. They since they believe in magic and they believe in all these phenomenon, then it becomes real to them. They live that reality. Their reality is manipulated. Hence, that's why they're able to be turned into the. So in the truther community, that's a problem that I don't like about it. That it's all about again. And I'm not throwing shit at anybody because don't you do it where you, like, you predict and all these things. Well, we talk about like, oh, this is going to happen or this is going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you talk about it enough by projecting it into the into the ether you're going to have it happen eventually because a, a broken clock is right two times a day so if you preach enough that the world's going to end eventually it's going to end so i think that by us talking about it it's a self-fulfilled prophecy right we're, that's, we're, we're that's manifesting a very interesting theory and i agree with some of it a hundred percent but you know um I also believe like with their whole spell casting, what they're doing and donut and me and, and uh, people like, you know, um, even, even you with some of your research Juan, you're, when you bring attention to it, 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 it makes them aware of it and then breaks that spell of illusion. They have casted on the masses, which before we, we made them aware of something, you know, they were, they were totally indoctrinated, just, like a zombie it, it's a double-edged sword because right, now right. they no believe doubt. they they're no aware doubt. of it 
So that 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 so and I get further into it. So there's different types of zombies here. You have the astral zombie, which is like a soul, and then you have the zombie cadaver and zombie savanna. And you can check this book out. It's got all the 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 experiences of this guy going through and in Haiti and all this stuff. So they believe that you're able to capture somebody's soul and put it into a jar so and use it as a talisman of some sorts, etc. It also talks about how the the body is a vessel for a soul and that plays into the homunculus and all these things. And Crowley was talking all about that. And I want to get to this part because there's the philosophical zombie or pea zombie. And just before you go with the placebo, placebo effect, right? So just thinking and believing these things that that's sort of like a placebo and it's very nuanced, you know, like you want to put your head in the sand or you want to know about what's going on. But if you keep saying, yo, this is going to happen, it's kind of like you're manifesting it as well. It's very nuanced. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a double-edged sword. What do you think about that, Waters Above? Yeah, no, I completely – I think a lot of this stuff is just the belief technology. And the more prana we give it, the more real it becomes. And then that belief grows and grows and grows as it gets spread. So if an yeah, individual I, like Andrew Tate 100%. was to come out and say that the earth was flat, it would generate a lot more prana than if I said the earth was flat. And even if I was to give an exact truth and proof of the realm, it still wouldn't hold as much weight because I don't have as much prana coming to me as somebody like LeBron James. So it's just very much built and predicated upon your celebrity or your fame. And that is how much prana you receive. So if you want to look at this um, from a deeper perspective, Yes, it's belief. And I think what Juan said had has a lot of and, and even the placebo idea. There's a part of your brain that would be shocked if it was to know truth. So depending on your level of consciousness, it is always working against that ceiling of shock. And the yeah. more aware you become, the more conscious you actually become, that ceiling rises and rises and rises so high to the point where, you know, it's just it's almost like an infinite ceiling. And that's really what I think smaller groups like this are on their process of like just lifting so the ceiling. Of belief. Is very important. Of course. Yeah. The middle path, the middle path. When you're extreme on either side, you're always going to be burned or frozen. So like if you want to be, you know, in that middle in that middle zone, you're going to be able to extract as much of that, you know, belief from everyone else. And then you can determine what you resonate with. Yeah, that's fair. That I I agree with that. And I need to work on that myself, too. So I'm going to definitely, you know, write that down in my journal and, and focus on working on that more. You know, just that balance in the middle path that that's a great point. Thank you. Of course. And I also want to point out that one of the hermetic principles is, is it's all mental, right? All is mind. And if right. once you, there's got to be a balance, because I'm not saying that the supernatural doesn't exist. I'm sure it does. But when it comes to these sort of things, it's, I, I, you know, it's Occam's razor, the, and it's been proven, right? With this whole zombie thing. Well, they believed it. So it was real to them. It's a uh, uh, phenomenology, right? Where they're living that reality. Uh, we all exist in our own reality tunnels and that's why we have the uh, politics and uh, uh, political identities and people they either identify with with uh, this team or this car model or et cetera et cetera or even in the truther community oh i i believe that this is flat and this is not well if you don't if you don't believe it then you're against me and i'm gonna you know talk down on you and and trash you and all this stuff so 
again, it's it's they put us in these tunnels, and that's a part of the design. Now, if you're hey, able Juan, to, you got a super chat. Do you want to shout them out? Yeah, Joey's Joey's the fucking bomb. He's one of my patrons too. Shout out to Joey. He's always he's very generous. Love you, Joey. Thank you so much, bro. There, there's a funny uh, saying, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, where they're like, "We don't need to listen to the rules the government's given us. We like have already been told the rules two hundred years ago of what to believe." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, funny. and also we're we're still talking about things that happen. You know, we're still talking about Pythagorean. We're still using the Pythagorean theorem and all these things of guys that were in existence 300, 400, you know, the year 300, 400, and even religion. Those guys paved the way for religion. If people want to want to accept that or not, the the Platonists, Neoplatonists, and the Gnostics paved every other religion. You know, and starting with Sumeria, which is the oldest mainstream, right? And I'm going to put quotations marks on that so I don't trigger anybody, but the oldest type of history. But back to this this type of zombie, the the philosophical zombie, pretty much talks. It's an it's a thought experiment. And I love thought experiments because they're, they, they obviously they have their opposing views, but it, ma- it really makes you think. And it's a being that is physically identical to and indistinguishable from a normal person, but does not have conscious experience or, you know, it continues. And obviously there are rebuttals to this, but the idea, and this triggers a lot of people that there are NPCs. And I know waters and I, uh, I think talked about this off air one day, we're like talking about NPCs or something like that where there are people who or it might have been on the episode we did where there are people who exist in this reality who are only put there for texture. Now that's very, very. What's that? Of, like the first player and some people are like soulless entities walking around. Yeah, I agree well, with that theory. That, that pisses people off, but check this out because there's about so, it all the time. There's something called Boltzmann's brain. And it's another thought experiment that talks about uh, thermodynamic equilibrium in, in space. And again, if you want to believe in space, but hear me out. It talks about, and scientists say that it should be more prevalent and it should be more common, but it talks about how in space cells and atoms and everything are coming together and coagulating. And I think that's what Baphomet has on his forearms, you know, coagulate and dissolve because you either coagulate into existence and dissolve out of it. But the idea that these cells and everything are coming together, well, the idea of the Boltzmann's brain is that a brain will happen and, and come together in the vacuum of space and come together, all the neurons, everything, blood vessels will come together. And once that brain is with the final cell put on it, dissolves. it has an entire, it ha, well, it dissolves because there's no oxygen or anything, but it has an entire existence. It has an entire lifetime. It has it's memories. Gone. It has everything at that one split second. And then it dissolves into nothingness. So the there idea is- that you might be, in a Boltzmann brain existence right now in this entire reality that you know is just a split second, uh, you know, the smallest unit of time, and then it like, just dissolves out. You don't know that, right? Like, we don't no, understand I that. I, I agree with what you're saying. Listen, this one time I um, did ayahuasca, right? And I went down to South America. I was very young at the time. And I'm telling you, dude, I had a whole lifetime on ayahuasca. I I, I lived mm. underwater. I was like a freaking underwater entity. I had a wife, a kid, and it seemed like like this, you know, whole lifetime passed me or, or, or was happening while I was down there. And then when I came out of it, I even cried, bro, because I was like, I miss my family and my kids. It was weird. But really, in, in, in reality, it was only, a de- you know, eight hours or so. Yeah. 
my buddy did salvia and that happened to him. He had a whole another life. It was so he, weird, bro. He, he shrunk down and was in the grass and like this crazy entire thing. Well, well, we don't understand consciousness and that's exactly what they're getting at here. Does consciousness Damn, constitute, God. you know, life or, or is it the other <laughs> way? Is, is consciousness local or is it, or is it, if it's local or what's the other one's broadcasted to you? What happened? I was shot. I said, damn, Rebecca's hot. Shout out oh. to Rebecca out there. <laughs> so there's an idea of a zombie universe. It's a universe that's identical to our all physical ways, except no one in that world has qualia. And I, I, don't, I don't know what that means, but I'll look it up. But the idea of the perilous chapel or chapel perilous, where it's this, this mental prison that you enter, you don't know when you're in it. You don't know uh, how to get out of it. Some people go insane when they get on the other side and you could enter that at any point in time. And I think that's the dangerous part of being in the truther community. When you start looking down these rabbit holes and you start to consume all this, this stuff, because uh, health is not only what you eat. Well, what you also consume spiritually, what you're reading, who you're around and all these things, they rub off on you. And I think that's the dangerous part about being in this community and looking into the occult and all this stuff, because you could put yourself in that position where you can go somewhere mentally where you're not in the best state of mind. So zombies, creatures that are microphysically identical to conscious beings, but that lack consciousness entirely are conceivable. If zombies are conceivable, then they are possible. Therefore, zombies are possible. If zombies are possible, then consciousness is non-physical. Therefore, consciousness is non-physical. And again, it's a thought experiment, so it's going to go back and forth and it's to make you think about it. But if you think about the concept of the Boltzmann brain, and that we could all just be in this existence and the multiverse is actually just numerous existences that are existing in the vacuum of space. It really makes your your balls and your head hurt. Now, yeah. we and know about spaces, right? Yeah, whatever. exactly. And we have the the zombie ant, the fungus. I think you guys brought this up earlier. Yes. Donna brought this up. That was in um, The Last of Us, the new HBO series. I mean, mm -hmm. that's how they literally start out episode one talking about this. And it's a fungi that he says through global warming, you know, will mutate and because it couldn't live in us above 94 degrees, which it's funny that he said 94 degrees because coronavirus pandemic equals 94. <laughs> so I found that very interesting. And that's dude, you got to watch it, Juan. It is. I'm going to watch it. Just... Phenomenal. Waters above. You got to check it out, too, bro. And so there, obviously we know about this fungus that takes over the ant. There's also other examples of it. So by this, I want to show how it's, it can happen to us. Now, this toxoplasmosis, I think Ooh, that... that's the cat stuff. Yes. Yeah, so there are secret... Yeah, well, I see how Donut jumped in. He's like, yeah, Yo, yeah, because yeah, like... he's a cat lover. <laughs> he's got his little kitty cat. Now, so, Donut, do you have toxoplasmosis from the kitty? I'm very careful with it. Maybe I do, though. It could be possible, but I got he this like 70% of the U.S. has it. That's Dude, this makes people go insane. There are stories because my wife is Brazilian. There are stories in Brazil yeah, where people. Huge. They go insane, dude. They 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 just go crazy because of this. And also, shout out to Gabe, Slick Dissident in my chat. We talked about the idea of certain secret societies because if you let this get out of control, you start to hallucinate and you're able to, in, to enter into other states of consciousness. And the idea that they would kiss cat butts, right? And these initiations. The Templars, the Templars, right? Yeah, the Templars, exactly. And how they would kiss each other's asses. Yeah, well, they did. That's weird. Super yeah, so the idea to, to use it to enter 
other states of consciousness is, you know, is also another thing that they could use it for. Now, obviously, this is us in the 21st century. This is an AI generated piece of art that I put and the smartphone zombie, where I believe through the use oh. of these phones, these these are talismans. These are uh, amulets. Mirror. It's black mirrors. Now, if you think about the idea of. Of. I forgot completely what was that, what I was going to say, but the idea of golly. Yeah. I lost it. Anyways. Well, Hey, did you ever watch that movie cell? It's an older movie where the freaking no. cell phones turned everybody into zombies, bro. It sent out a mass signal and like, it is so crazy. Don't it? You've seen it, right, bro. Love that. Love that movie. Uh, it's so <laughs> good. You could even see Lloyd Kaufman, my favorite film director as a kid in it and he played a big role i'm sure into it was very bloody and that's what he's like known for dude it's and a crazy one they got this tower right uh juan and i talked about the bach tower and mm -hmm. this tower symbolism there's something that goes even deeper i want to do a pokemon deep dive on the tower <laughs> there's, yes. there's the, la <laughs> the lavender tower in pokemon uh brainwash people in a sense to like hurt themselves that's a uh, theory yeah and it was the lavender town radio of pokemon but in this movie cell there's this tower that everyone's circling around and it's connected mm. with phones like sauron's so tower in lord of the yes. rings i think i pronounced that wrong but yeah and also so i remember what i was going to say People talk about, well, you know, I don't practice the occult and they don't have control over me. Well, when you're on YouTube and the algorithm it gives you a suggestion, well, that's divination. You're using a piece yep. of inanimate, just something in the nothingness, something incorporeal. And it's suggest it's suggesting to you this video like, oh, look at this video. Well, that's divination. That's what these guys back then and the during the the dark ages we're using necromancy and 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 all different types of mancies to divinate because they wanted answers here you have it at the palm of your hand not only that but you have crystals in there it's a black mirror you know you have you have edward kelly and john d who they were talking to entities outside the fabric of existence and they were telling them what to do well boom you have it right here and it's tethered to you it's got a little umbilical cord that everybody walks around. Where's your charger at, bro? Oh, yeah, my charger. I can't leave my house without my charger. So there it is. It's already in a parasitic uh, relationship with you. Nobody goes anywhere without their their phone. So the idea that we Which, uh, Rebecca's yeah. right. Our language is a form of divination. 100%. Spell casting as well, you know? So the collective consciousness is a powerful thing and i'm going to get into this the idea that all these and there's different theories of why the noses of these statues are broken off but one of the ideas that i like to go with is that the people who were robbing these tombs they understood that these statues were the actual deities or the or they were they were protected by the deities so they would break the nose off in order to suffocate this person or deity or whoever it was or, or break their arm off because certain arms signified certain things and that's why they would break all these because when they were robbing these tombs they were like hey i don't want the repercussions because i believe i believe because you know, of my funny. culture um and i'm gonna say this very i don't want to get in trouble but the melanated community says they broke the noses off to hide their yeah. identity that they were melanated so yeah you, you don't agree with that no i'm saying i'm not saying i don't agree with it i know that's 
a, another theory, but from what I'm getting at for this presentation is the idea that the collective consciousness and the cultural and the societal influences of this person, they believed a hundred percent that this statue, this idol could oh, do wow. them harm. I wonder right. if there's exactly. some kind of connection with Michael Jackson because he got <laughs> his, his nose all messed up. Well, there's there's that symbolic, what you're saying. It seems like there could be, though. There's symbolic mutilation. So I believe that there are secret societies that mutilate themselves in certain ways in order to be initiated. So by him getting his nose redone and his skin changed the colors and all this stuff, I do believe it might have been. Again, I'm just speculating. And that as well. So. There's a there's a really interesting there's an interesting thing to think about with Michael Jackson that few people talk about, which is the idea that he actually played a white person, a black person, a male and a female throughout his entire career. <laughs> that's kind of true. Think about I mean, that. That's the alchemical dream right like, there to be this. Exactly. Being. Exactly. So he got to play like and all go from four black corners. To white. <laughs> yeah. That's so they're interesting. Black. Yeah, one other thing to say also about this noses and the the uh, the idea of what these beings are when they went into these sarcophagi and they actually took hair samples from these the mummies, they found yes. that the hair the hair was actually like akin to what we call ginger hair, like people yeah, in no. Ireland. So that that's one thing of debunking this idea. But anywho, there's another thing to this, which is. The eyes, there's one for the sun, one for the moon. The nose is the uh, the G within that uh, logo of the Freemason symbol. And right. that's you could debate what that G stands for, but one of the main themes behind this is Gnosis. It's our what nose, the Gnosis. The G? Sorry. And that's like the seventh letter. A lot of the people say the G letter. or the all-seeing eye represents the head of the penis. And then, you know, the Masonic compass is mounting. Her you ever hear that? Yeah, well, there's two ways of putting it. There's one, the divine feminine. Then there's the, the divine masculine. Then there's the, and that comes back to the broken arm. So that's like having one of your pillars broken. And with one that's of the right. pillars severed, you, you kind of have a disruption of energy in that energy circuit. But there's so much to say about this. We talked about this on the last podcast regarding Polaris being the ejaculation from the penis. So you have right. like the phallic symbol and then you have the, the eject. So yeah, we could go on multiple angles with this, but um, I would say that that's, that's one of the things to consider that the breaking of the nose. Um, and if you got into the numerology of it with Cal, uh, with Francis Bacon cipher, a capital G is actually uh 33. Nice. So with Francis Bacon cipher, you go one through, uh, one through 26 and then capital letters would be 27 through 52. So the G it actually, when it's capital, it has a different uh, numerical value, different cipher for it uh, when it's capital versus lowercase. And that's called Francis Bacon. Also, it's interesting mm -hmm. because if you go to the 26 letters, G is the seventh, but if you go to 27 and restart over, G will be 33 too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much yeah. Just... Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, oh, that's yeah. What... So that's what that's what you're saying, but it's capitalized. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so that's you. another way of decoding for people. Like, if you wanted to decode with dog Latin, which is important because if you go into law and you see how all of our names are spelled in capitals, at least in America, um, if you start to decode with Francis Bacon, you're going to get completely different values uh, than using lower than having a regular cipher like English ordinal. 
So I do urge people if you're going to do if you're going to decode and you want to mess around more with names and uh, with keywords, definitely, definitely do it. in. Uh, I think it's called dog Latin, right? It's like what the Vatican uses for their uh, putting our our so-called well, identity on the active stock market through our births, through the birth certificate and social security number. Right. Well, waters above. Did you see that uh, the Gematrinator calculator they changed the name of all the damn ciphers. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you something. Uh, first of all, I'm shit out of me. Yeah, well, I'm not affiliated with that uh, that calculator. I use it for now, but I could let everyone know that me and uh, Decode Your Reality are partnering up to actually create our own decoding calculator, oh, and it's I'm it's so going to have way. That. Yeah, it's going to be way. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be better, uh, but it'll have a way more. Um, stuff just for the utility of the decoding uh in and of itself not just fucking around typing things in it'll be really thorough it'll connect the periodic table tarot cards cards of illumination it'll have everything pretty much let me know when you do that because i mean i'm averaging right now fifty thousand website hits a day so i will promote the shit out of your calculator Uh, it means a lot to me brother yeah that means a lot to me it really means a lot to me a really good one I don't, I'm not a big fan of that one either. And I'm not trying to attack yeah. the platform, you know, or nothing like that. Well, it's just uh, like, how do you change the ciphers, dude? And then he took out a bunch of the <laughs> um, matches. They don't even, they're not there no more. He calls. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Now. It's a yeah, little bit Jason. different now. I mean, what I will say is that, um, you know, I'm going to have my own uh, form of that. So it'll be like my own blueprint. And Logan will have his own blueprint and perhaps in the future we'll collaborate with more decoders so that they could have their own. And what that means is if, awesome, um, I, if I wanted to use it specifically for decoding with cryptocurrency for price targets, I would have all the four ciphers plus Chaldean. But if I was doing like my generic decoding, it would be full reduction plus Chaldean plus Francis Bacon and it would caps lock you on Francis Bacon. And it would just be so legit to have that because anything you type in, it would automatically have your English ordinal. Then it would automatically capitalize it for the Francis Bacon outcome. And then it would have your Chaldean. And that's really all you need to know because it's going to have the. It'll have tarot cards. What about the elements? You know how Logan breaks down the Exactly. Yeah. The periodic, the periodic table is going to be set to where, well, I'm kind of revealing a lot right now. I probably shouldn't get into that because we need to, we need to build it out. We need to kind of get into it. I love Logan though. I, I, he's, he really opened my eyes. We're going to make it, we're going to make it legit. We're going to make it fucking amazing. Logan, Logan was one of the um, ones that really fully opened my eyes to, um, that it's an organic source code and it's not like someone's behind the scenes, you know, manipulating it all more like what you said, 80, 20%. Yeah, of course they know how to use the numbers and shift the energy and hack the frequency, but there's a huge organic source code. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's all coming back to something organic anyways, because people had to come up with the numbers and like, <laughs> you know, like we all made it any, like we made our language, we made our numbers. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the the argument behind it really can go super far down to like logos. And that's why I said earlier, the best way to decode, if you want to begin and have a solid foundation, like if you want to learn how to play guitar properly, you don't just like go from day one barely knowing how to hold the fucking pick to playing Jimi Hendrix solos. You need to build right. a foundation. And if you look Tell at the way Jimi Hendrix, is. 
Oh, well, just symbols. Like if you look at the symbols, you're going to start to be able to make a lot. It'll make a lot more sense as to, you know, what is connecting to what. And I think plenty of people have gone out of their way to show tutorials or, you know, just presentations. I think one guy, for instance, is like Mike Passio. I know he's done presentations on stuff. Santos Bonacci has done presentations. Um, but if you look at like the Facebook logo, you can see there's clearly some some connections there into, um, you know, Going back to secret societies, Freemasonry, Bavarian Illuminati, etc., or it's even into Admiralty, game. and precisely. Um, but what I like to do is just go go super basic. You know, like look at the flag of Israel, and you're going to see there's just two basic alchemical symbols there. That's fire and water, and it's yep. fire over water. So what that shows you, what that symbol is showing you, that symbol is the symbol of boiling water. Oh, interesting. Okay, and that's very, very, very important for people to understand that the next way that we'll have this next reset with with Mother Nature, it's going to be through the waters. It's going to be lots of flooding, lots of landslides, lots of just uh, the the earth that we know is going to be liquefied. We're going to have a liquefaction event and there's going to be an immense amount of water that comes in from the above and the water from below will rise. And we will have a superheating event, which will boil these waters, creating somewhat of a, a vapor canopy above us. And then oh, we'll just have God. another. He's talking, he's talking my language now. So my, Archaics believes that we're in 138 year, um, this like Phoenix cycle. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, he actually interviewed with me twice, um, but I've I've only watched one of his videos outside of me talking with him. So I've I've talked with him more than I've actually watched any of his content. But you agree with the vapor canopy, which my boy Jay Dreams breaks that down too, and he said that's well. Like I've known about that. I've known about that before I even had uh, YouTube. Uh, I my name is I Waters did. Above, and the Waters Above is the that's basically talking about the vapor canopy concept. You know, oh. like there there is that entrapment, if you will, uh, within. I actually, if people want to know how I feel about what the realm is, if I could yes. talk about, if I could talk about a basic concept, it would be like a terrarium. Oh, that, yeah, I agree with that a lot. Like, like it's we, ba- like, like if you a- if you look at the way a terrarium works, we're just a super fucking large terrarium, and a then du- you do a, have a this holographic nature above, right? Yeah, and you have this holographic like nature to it. Yep. No, I agree with that so much, bro. And I think there's going to be some type of great event. I think these resets, I don't know if he's on point with the 138 year. Um, he says like the last one was 1902. The next one he thinks will be 2040. But um, that 138 number is very interesting because we all know monkeypox started on the 138th day of the year. And that's a big cipher. Um, but definitely, I believe that the, these resets happen like tataria i don't know i don't know what to think about tataria i think the resets of tataria are real but it's a good argument to say was there really an empire i I don't know i I used to believe in it full-heartedly what do you think again i mean i well i think it's another part of the belief uh you know kind of team belief and i think any of the stuff that comes down with the mud flood conversation and Tartaria and everything regarding the architecture and how we are surrounded by architecture that's incomprehensible to today's, uh, you know, 
what we're building today. I mean, you could have those open conversations, but regarding the empires and all of that stuff, I think it really gets lost in the sauce because we don't know even what year it is right now. Like we call this year 2023, but that's just because the same person who made the calendar and changed that calendrical system is telling us it's 2023. And, um, you know, so just based on that, if we go back to 1902, nothing happened. So I don't want to say anything against uh, this individual's work, but um, then it's playing the game of predictions. And I got to admit, there's no sexier business model than selling people on when the end of the world will happen. No doubt. If you want to start a cult and suck people into your to your thesis, then you just create a random year and you create all these numbers connecting. To, and I'm not again, I'm not speaking against this. And individual. make sure it's when you're going to be old as shit and ready to retire. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like my my meth- my methodology is just live in the present fucking moment. Like, you know, some people that learn about this 2040 thing, I know because I get the spillover. They come to my work and they're waking up every day paranoid about like how to live the final years of their life. And they're fucking, I'm like, bro, go over to your, your children are sleeping in the other room, kiss them on the forehead. Like what the fuck are you doing? Worrying about when the world's going to end? Like your, 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 your marriage is falling apart because you're wondering when the fucking mud flood's going to (laughs) happen. See, I like to look into it, but I don't worry about it. Like whenever, right. whatever well, that's the thing. If if you want to, if you want to research it, then that's beautiful because then you could expand where you're at with things. But I just want people to be very cautious when they're treading these waters of the predictions of the future and the end times, because hasn't that been the same mechanism of every cult and every religion? No, you're so right. what, what different, what difference would it make if it came from the mouth of a decoder? And that's the problem I have with it. Because if you look into any popular cult, the main thing that maintains their ability to continue recruiting people and to continue their posture is by predicting a time where it will end. So it's the, it's the greatest fraudulent business model of, of all time. I just, I, 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 I I say this to people. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I think about it because I study cults and I study religion at a, at a very deep esoteric level. And I know the belief technology that forms around it. And it's what's helped me and what's helped the people that follow my work kind of break free from a lot of the pain and suffering that's attached onto the fear that we we actually choose to have in our lives because we learned more stuff. So what what is that actually worth if you become more illuminated, but then you're living more in fear? You you didn't even know about 5G, but now you know about 5G and now you're fucking now you're wigging out about it. So if yeah. in anything, you, you're trying to escape the fear porn of your government, but now you take on new fear porn and you're just replacing it. So if anyone studies addiction, they'll know that the way addiction goes away is by replacing it with a new addiction. So you move on from cigarettes and you go vaping, then you give up on the vaping and you move to porn, and then you give up on the porn and you go to fast food. You give up on the fast food and you move to scrolling on TikTok. So that's I'm what so I'm trying to reveal. of this too, brother myself you know but i think it's a healthy thing to be able to look at something and say yeah i i probably need a a more balance in my life with that you know what i mean absolutely brother that that's why with my work i try to focus on this conversation the most because we can gather data all day but where's the utility of the data and then if it's harming us or if it's making us lost or making us depressed or making us just continue on that cheap dopamine cycle then i don't really think there's anything better about you from a homeless person or somebody who's a so-called zombie or npc 
and I'm obviously not talking to you guys, but I'm just saying to the to the public right now, I hear so no, many I, people I, right, who are bro. so-called truthers and so-called illuminated, and they talk shit about people. Like they see somebody wearing a mask while they're driving a car uh, alone. And they'll they'll talk, call them a sheep and make fun of them. But meanwhile, they are sitting there with their addictions. And the reason they're projecting out like that is because they actually hate themselves and they haven't had somebody with a strong ego to actually put them in their place and let them know, like, hey, the only way you're going to grow is if you could look that man in the eyes who's wearing the mask in his car alone and see yourself in him. The day you can fucking do that is the day you become a man. Yeah. And if you want to keep projecting right. out at him, then you're just keeping yourself like a little boy trapped in that cage. So this is an important, this is a way more grandiose conversation to help humanity than uh, probably anything else out there regarding truth. No, dude, it, that, it's a beautiful thing that we were able to have this conversation because you even got me to look at myself. You know, a lot of people I think ain't able to do that though. They're They're so like trapped in that, uh, belief system and indoctrination they can't take a look at their self and honestly say oh yeah I, I probably need to work on that myself well you know what i think it is especially as men as men feel like when men talk like this uh they they you know we've been indoctrinated to being called pussies like yep. so we're not allowed we're not allowed to talk about our truth you know we're not allowed to talk about this this real shit that's going on and it, it just we 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 kind of push it into our stomachs and we never have any ability to get rid of it. And on the other side, I've talked about this quite a bit in my work. The reason why people like Andrew Tate are growing so fast is because he's speaking to a bunch of males that have damaged egos. And what's going on with them is they're they have daddy issues. So Tate is fulfilling the role of their a father figure role. And at the same time, the, the women on their on their polarity they're getting infinite prana for no reason. They don't have to work for it. So they just take a picture of their ass, put it on Instagram, and they have a million you know, eyes on them. And what that's doing is it's the women are harming themselves and the men are continuing that harm cycle. So if we were to come together and actually just be real, like I was being moments ago, and just actually look in the mirror and see what we really are, we'd be able to see that, oh, damn, like, you know, it's actually going to make us better if we just be vulnerable <laughs> but we right. want to hide behind that because transparency is showing our ugly side and it the ego wants you to stay comfortable so the, yeah. these mechanisms that are at play here whenever you feel the slightest discomfort what the natural reaction in the simulacrum is going to be is to numb yourself yes, instead sir. of dealing with the feeling so we're just bombarded all day with like stimuli, but we don't know how to work with that stimuli. It's like having a it's like having a car that is has a full gas tank, but you had like the uh, the ignition doesn't work. It's like you can't even fucking start it, you know, and that's what people right. are dealing with. They have it, too much information, too much time on their hands, too much connection to the world, but they have no real ability to share feelings with each other. Yeah, bro. And you have a beautiful way of. Of thinking in, in, the, in the chat is definitely feeling what you're saying. Um, my people, I just think, you know, that's a, that's a very healthy way to look at things. And that's why I love Donut and I love Juan because we can all have conversations like me and you have to where we don't have to argue or, you know, it, 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 I think that's a beautiful thing. I appreciate that. It's all love, brother. 
Yeah, 100%, man. For sure. Donut? What do it's you interesting do about the it's interesting about the feelings and the culture and addiction and all this because whatever emotion is suppressed is going to come out in a toxic way, according to Freud, according to a lot of people, you know, going into bioenergetics and um oh, bioenergetics. It's just a deep uh it's a it's a deep healing process that's going on worldwide. <laughs> you know, it's funny with the whole Tate thing, because when Tate first came out, I was like, yo, he's doing that uh Yoni hand symbol that you know Brad Garland house be doing, and he's got the 33 cars. Greta Thunberg right now is arrested in prison or uh, in jail. She got arrested, so she's like this elitist, right? Who's arrested? And then you got Tate, who's arrested. She's arrested. Right now. Yeah, she's arrested. She got the same birthday as that one dude, uh, Rittenhouse, and they're yep. the same age. And wow. it's the polarity. That's a polarity. It's liminal, I think, is the word for it. And Andrew Tate is pretty genius with his liminal aspects of this polarity in his own uh, demeanor and behavior. But I sat and watched his videos. Um, and he was going like he says a lot of uh, good stuff that the mainstream media was saying that wasn't if you listen to the mainstream narrative like I did. Right. When I first heard him that he was saying all these things like don't feel emotions and all this stuff. But then you listen to his long form content. It's like totally opposite than that. And I'm not saying that that's not uh, a psyop or anything as I give them the hero or anything. But the thing with feelings, where I'm trying to get at with the feeling thing, is that if you suppress a feeling, then it's going to come out in a toxic way. And this is where narcissism stems from. Narcissism is a worldwide, you know, contagion. And we're talking about zombies, right? Narcissism <laughs> is a worldwide contagion because of the suppression of the self. So when you kill yourself, in a sense of who you are, your emotions. And this happens at a young age via trauma. And it's very sad. And this explains why everyone's addicted to the selfie. And I believe the AI understands this. And the AI has given us selfies where we look young and powerful, but it's over. It's like trying too hard, you know, like uh, the AI is actually not that great. Um, it, it's advanced, more advanced than we know, but it's not as great as uh, the spirit. No, I, I don't agree. know what's going on. I was just blabbering, bro. <laughs> no, no, you're 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 talking about some real stuff because they they do try to make us feel that we're smaller than what we are, and really we are amazing um, beings. And you know, we just we got to absolve. Uh, it's pretty hard for people, I think, to uh, you know defeat that ego i what one thing i believe truthfully donut i think dmt helped me with that now i freaked out you know so it scared me too but it made me but when i was real young like i had such an ego it was crazy and then after that i didn't care about like little things anymore i don't care what someone says online i don't care about you know the way i look or stuff like that it just doesn't matter like uh, Water said, we we have our our kids that 
you know, focus on, count on us, look to us for guidance and you have your family. There's so many things that we should be grateful for every day. And with our research, you know, you was talking about this not too long ago, Donut, how when we look into certain topics, it starts to make you feel a little down and depressed. Remember you were talking about that? Yeah, I was thinking about the just uh, balance, brother. The blue pill, the red pill, the black pill, which would be the sadness, and then you got the gold pill. And that's like being connected with God. <laughs> that's the homunculus. The gold, <laughs> the the gold homunculus. pill. I like that. That's fire. It's the so super red and ego. red and in, red and blue together. Oh. The is purple, and purple is the crown chakra. Oh, right. And all logos use that red and blue. Well, back in the ancient days, the nobility would dress in purple. Because something about the dye, I think it came from the sea or something. It was really hard to get your hands on. So, like, the kings and queens would dress in purple, but then the nobility under them dressed in orange, which is kind of weird. But orange slums is 33. Can, can I show you my screen real quick? Uh, just a, a, I got a question. If you guys see That's any why symbols. I used the B, though. The B represented nobility, royalty, but then they took it and attached negative energy to it. We need to start taking our symbols back and attaching positive energy to them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. When people want to come with me with this, like this number is negative, this word is this cursing is negative, the logo symbol is negative. I'm like, you just flip it back on itself. Yes, because that's what we've always been doing, anyways. Like you take their sigil magic and you make it work back on them. Yep. You know, nothing is negative. Nothing is positive. It just is what it is. And if you want to take a side, then you're, yeah, no, I like that. You said that, that, that makes me definitely really appreciate a, a perspective that, that I heard from you that I've, I haven't heard from many people, you know, you want to take that negative shit, like the middle finger, like the middle finger is not negative it, at all. You know, it just is what we all believe it to be. And if everyone believes right. it's negative, then that's what it, it's like any curse word, right? Like I've, told six, people this, six. I've told people this many times, like if somebody from Bangladesh who only speaks a native dialect was talking to somebody who lived in uh, the Ukraine and they only spoke their native dialect and the one person was like cursing and threatening their mother with a smile on their face, the other person would think they're complimenting them. Right. So we're lost in the translation of like, is it a curse or is it intent or is it your emotion that you give them? Because you could hide behind all those layers if the other person doesn't know the language you're speaking. You could really manipulate them. Yeah. And I'm not saying I, it's just a basic like they do scientific studies on this all the time, like for agreeability. I saw this one thing that was I forgot the name of the study, but they were putting people. It was like seven guys. Then they have a, uh, a board up and it shows you four lines. And then one of the lines next to it changes and they're all different sizes. And the test was to go around the room and ask do you, what does this one match a through D <clears throat> and the initial line that was changing the whole room would go, okay, B, 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 etc. And for the first two, the rest of the panel would answer correctly. But then the person who was in, in who was not in on the study, they would have to, you know, go with their flow and, and they were the one that was being tested. And by the third round, they did rounds three through through 10, the rest of the group started answering wrong on purpose and then the person who was being tested in the study would just go along with the rest of the room, even though they knew it was wrong. 
this is showing you that we're just going with the flow as a species. If you walk outside and 90% of people are wearing masks, you're just going to wear the mask, even if you know in your soul that it's wrong. It's part of the conditioning that go. I mean, this Tavistock Institute, they went into how to brainwash people by social condition, like by the social peer group, the peer right. pressure and all that. I got, uh, can I share my screen real quick, Tom? Yes, sir. You can. And I got, you know, donut, the one that gets me all the time, bro, is the 666, which I just put a thing down there to break it down for you guys. You know, that comes from the breakdown of carbon. Right. And then we see 616 is the what they say came from Papyrus 115. And it has to do with, you know, they say that's the true number of the beast. But it also is connected to our DNA from going from 666 to 616. You know, uh, what they talk about with the DNA upgrade, which I don't know, the reprogramming of the DNA. Uh, but yes, what do you want to share, brother? This Just the symbol. I want to get your take on it. Like Demolition Man, if you look at the E, it's these three stripes, right? This movie predicted the future, predicted TikTok and all this. And it's they got that, that script. It's got that three in there, just like Biden got that three in there, you know? So I wonder if Biden's the Demolition Man. I don't know what you guys think about this symbol. I mean, Jay-Z got as well i just want to get your take on that it's the holy trinity it's everything that like is everything everything is in threes it is ain't it father son holy ghost made a mother crone it's all the same okay yeah those three stripes you see that all the time the three is really powerful you know if you look at the matrix That's movie my life i think path the number the character Trinity, the character Trinity is really important. She symbolizes Venus. She symbolizes love and the willingness wow. to go. Like, you know, if you think of the Neo character, he knew that it was fake. He knew that he was in the Matrix. He knew that it was all bullshit, but he still continued to work hard just to be with Trinity. So love is this like boundless thing where beyond the spiritual realm, beyond the physical, beyond the simulacrum, like it will still prevail. And it shows you that that's the ultimate meaning behind all things. So that 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 Trinity, the Holy Trinity, when it's in balance, it's the most powerful thing that exists in all senses, you know, etheric, physical, whatever. And they use that color scheme, you know, the blue and red. And, and, and they took that symbol, that that Trinity symbol and perverted it too, with, you know, Babylon and Nimrod and Samiris and Tammuz, they always try to take sacred symbols and pervert them. I mean, they love doing They're perverted. Bro, they perverted. <laughs> it's like a perversion. Yeah, they love doing They're perverts. That. But no, we, we got to make a stand. And as educators, we need to make sure we're teaching our people that we need to take these symbols back and attach that positive energy to it. You know, I talk about it all the time and I, a lot of my people have been catching on to it. Just like with the 444 waters above, you have Lucifer and then Jesus with the 444. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z's Jay last album was 444. 
One of the things that I think is important for people that could be very helpful besides learning how to decode symbolism is learn your mythologies. Because like, for instance, Juan is wearing a hat right now that has the owl on it. And some people might like be like, well, the, the owls on the, the dollar bill and that's Minerva and that's uh, Illuminati. But like they don't know even what they're talking about because Illuminati they never went confirmed. back. I did right. it on purpose too. I was about to trigger people. <laughs> oh, did, did you? Never. Okay. Yeah, we all okay. did. We all said, "Don't let your shirt on." I posted. We yeah. all did before we went live. We're like, just because oh, it's, it's so funny that people don't don't really know what they're talking about, and they go yeah. out of their way. Oh, he's a Satanist because he's right. wearing so, that. <laughs> so the point, the point, the point is simply kind of coming back to what you were saying before about carbon: six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. Man was made on the sixth day. It's the number of the beast, which is man. Man is the beast, right? It's that's right. plain and simple. It's and if you say man, what you really mean is mind, mentis, mente. That's what you're that's what man is. Man is just mind. Okay. So you could keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. The six, six, six is the mind. Okay. But anyways, the point here is that if you didn't know the mythology behind Minerva, then you'd be you'd just be making a call out against a person that you don't even know, you know, and you'd just be judging. So when you start to learn the mythology and you start to connect that one mythology of Minerva all the way back to Sumerian or Canaanite or even ancient Egyptian, then you're going to start to see like, holy damn, this is a lot. Like all of this stuff is beyond human comprehension. And I believe that when we're seeing it on the celebrity level, because that's when most people are calling it out, like when they see a celebrity holding the triple six hand sign over their eye. When you're seeing it at their level, they're being told what to do in their briefing that day. Like the right. the magazine cover that they're on, it's they're being told to hold up that hand sign to do that, to show their allegiance or whatever. But you need to know that the photographer and the company that the agent they have and all of it going up to the top of the pyramid is all being given orders from someone else and they're subordinate to them. But when you get to the celebrity level, they could be as asleep as a person that works at your like, you know, local gas station. No offense to them. Like celebrities don't necessarily have gnosis. Famous people don't actually know what they're doing intentionally. They're vessels that are being used to per to basically steal our prana and sex sells. Wow. And that's the easiest person to pull it off with because, you know, Queen Elizabeth doesn't have a six pack and a big ass. So they need <laughs> to use somebody. They need to use somebody. And the eyes, the optics are the easiest way to trick people. You trick people with the eyes. If you can't trick them with the nose, you trick them with the eyes. So that's all coming back to like conversations that we spoke earlier. You know, if you don't know the logos, magicians. like magicians yeah, always magic. have a sexy girl with them, it goes into all that. Well, an image, right. you have the word mage in in the word image. So I mean, what's mage? Yeah. Imagination, a lot magi. Of celebrities are so oh okay yeah, traumatized, bro. Because you know they're going through all kinds of shit. They're being, I mean, look at Kanye for example. That dude. He, you could tell he's been through some MK Ultra type shit. I mean, he just <laughs> he says total the craziest shit. But, but he's he's revealing so much. Like I, I think I talked about this on a podcast I did with Donut. If you watch that twenty four music video, it's so sick. Like he's literally even in the lyrics of the song, he's revealing to you what's going on here. Like there's so much Easter eggs in this guy's work. And if you watch, he had he had three listening parties in a row, and the first listening party was like a pure white ground, but he was wearing red. And then on the neck, 
he's just showing you a ritual but it was three listening parties and in the second one he was like dressed in all black and it was just a, a bed in the middle of a black you know just like all blacked out so it was like this heaven hell purgatory uh journey and, and uh, that's really yep i want to i want to add really quickly because what you're talking about about putting these things out to the exoteric right to the world the world is a stage and you talked about the baconium ciphers earlier well, one of the things that I've come across when studying the occult and reading these grimoires, which are books on magical formulas and whatnot, one of the things that they always reference is that the world will see, many will see, many will be in awe. And like, if it's supposed to be esoteric and occulted, why are you talking about people observing and watching? And it goes back to the idea that the observer has power. So by you watching these rituals that they do at the the Super Bowl mid halfway show whatever it's called you're giving your energy up to that to that thing and by watching kanye and sitting there and all this stuff and it goes back to the zombie thing where hollywood has put these deities they have their own pantheon their own chimeras where now instead of worshiping whatever god you're worshiping you're worshiping these celebrities and, it, and now you're right. giving your energy to these celebrities and they become an egregore and i want to dis i'm going to disagree with you waters above about the queen and not having you know the goodies but they did give <laughs> us nancy pelosi and those milkers and those milkers are super nice i just want to point that out that the lizard people do have some tricks up their sleeves so but yeah yeah bro i appreciate i appreciate you disagreeing <laughs> with me on that pure fact that you should yeah looking good no bro. but like you you know I, I i talk about this quite often about the exoteric and how part of the awakening process to be able to see the light it's the decoders you know and they're these decoders have they're they're not new to our realm like we're not like renaissance men by any means like people have been doing this since time immemorial they've created coding systems people have gone out of their way to create brand new systems so i'm really intrigued by all of us coming together who are a little bit more culturally up to date, you know, people like us are just a little bit more in the know, in the now, you know, as opposed to some of the people who are just astrologers who are disconnected. Uh, because right. I believe that if you are going to decode, it's actually important to consider the most exoteric stuff because that's where the real goodies are. It's in Hollywood and it's, and, and I say this to everyone, nobody is hiding anything from you. You just do not have the consciousness bandwidth to perceive or decode what it is. So yep. when you were watching the, when you were watching a movie at in six years old, you were being entertained by it, but here you are, maybe you're 36 and you have the eyes of a decoder and now it's no longer entertainment for you. It's like a, it's like a project for you to actually consume this thing and yep. you become a more conscious consumer. And I don't think that's healthy all the time. Like, <laughs> that's why I tell people um, the only thing that I do when I'm done with my work is watch stand up comedy or listen to music. Because I, I if, too, bro. if I watch if I watch movies, I'll just be sitting there decoding it the whole fucking time. And it's not healthy. It's not healthy. And um, I see that all of this entertainment is just the, the same mythological story playing itself out over and over and over again. Like the the a quick a quick concept is Lilith, they like that um storyline a lot too for you sure know? there there's the the darth vader luke skywalker thing but like i i've exposed this with jay-z and kanye west like jay-z is jupiter and kanye west Kanye sorry <laughs> jay-z is saturn and um kanye west is jupiter he overthrow oh, he that. overthrew his father 
So that whole like mythology, if you start to look at it for what it is in the in the lenses of the music industry and the entertainment industry, it's pretty obvious. Like Kanye West is the king of the gods of entertainment, whether you agree with him. Uh, precisely. So there's the Roman and Greek. They're basically the same. And, and they, they, you could bring them all. Yeah, you could bring them all the way back to uh, Sumerian and Canaanite and Egyptian. But I, in my work, I'm starting to see that a lot of these events um, are just tied back to those mythological stories. And most Hollywood movies are playing the same mythological story. There's the hero character who's the Jesus or Haru or Horus. And then there's the bad character, which is the set or Seth or the, the darkness. And it's just the same thing over and over and over and over again. They just keep adding more money to the and more CGI over time. That's so true, man. And, you know, guys, I just want to thank all you tonight because this was like the best birthday I've had be turning 40 with you. And Waters Above, I mean, I definitely love your perspective, bro. You're so easy to talk to. And, you know, you can tell you're vibrating on a very high frequency. And, and, and I think that's important for us to, you know, try to raise the vibration of the people we're teaching. And, and none of us are perfect. You know, just like I got some things I got to look at myself about and definitely find some more balance with what I'm doing, you know, because like you said, after I'm done, I'll go watch a movie and I'll tell my people about it. And then later that night, I end up doing a damn decode because halfway through (laughs) the movie, I'm seeing all this stuff. But like you, I I try to watch comedy or something to make me laugh. It's like I when you study the when you study high level chefs like three Michelin star chef when they're done with their shift they go get McDonald's. Wow. Like I know that sounds wild but it's like when you're making a dessert that costs $45 and like you know that the the fucking there's flowers on it it's like you it's just it creates an environment where your mind is just too at work and it it's so egoic and so materialistic and so uh over uh over above and beyond there's nothing relaxing about it anymore and there's anywho the point here is that you need to know how to decompress and my words of wisdom for people who are interested in decoding or the esoteric or just learning more expanding their bandwidth of truth is to just just really i think it's how do i say this i think it's just really important that you remember that you do not need to wake up tomorrow and learn more shit there's nothing more that you need to know. You do not need more information. You need to get better at utilizing the information you already have. Because one thing that you learn can be fractaled out and under a microscope to like a, a literal atomic level. You just need to work at that. Because that's what's going to make decoding and what expanding your, your knowledge set so much have so much more utility. Seriously. For the ability to just take a whole day and study the number three as opposed to taking uh, waking up one day and wanting to learn a hundred new things. And I think there's like this addiction fetish that we have as so-called mm-hmm. truthers to just filling up our day with as much information as possible. And we start to get lost in it and there's no relaxation. There's really no takeaway. And when we have conversations yeah. with people who are so-called asleep, we don't even know how to present to them ideas. And one of the things that I've learned about myself is like I could get in the car with an Uber driver and I could talk to them about life. And by the end of the ride, they're telling me that I was like the most comfortable person they've ever spoke to. And to me, 
that feels so much more of like a beautiful connection than having somebody say, oh, shit, you're super smart. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I, I mean, I really enjoyed talking to you tonight, man. And some people just have that, you know, it's you're definitely a very good teacher. I know a lot of my people because I've seen the comments will definitely um, go check you out and follow you, bro. And to oh, all you guys, team, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we went two hours and 35 minutes, so I'm not going to keep you all too much more. But uh, waters above, I would definitely like to link up with you again and and do a podcast. And I just want to thank Juan from the bottom of my heart for bringing you on and connecting us. And I thank Donut. I actually found Juan before I found Donut. I, I manifested uh me and donut i really believe that and you know he's became like one of my best friends online so i i really enjoy uh talking to all you guys and i just thank you for coming on tonight and sharing this information with my people so we started out with the whole zombie thing but it finished on a very positive level which was a mm-hmm. beautiful thing to me yeah and i want to say donut's that friend that he'll text you at 12 o'clock at night and be like you want to do a Pokemon decode tomorrow, bro? <laughs> yeah, you will too. That's yeah, so I awesome. want to do that Pokemon decode, bro. I'm down. Happy birthday, Tommy. Thank you, happy Donut. Birthday. Yeah, happy revolution around Helios, brother. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all. Do, do any of you guys got anything you want to shout out before we go? Yeah, at the One One Podcast, all social media platforms, YouTube. It's been lit. Had fun. It was awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Happy birthday, Tommy. And Waters Above, thank you for showing up, bro. Donut, love you. You're my favorite Jew. And this was awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be on Tripoli show tomorrow. So hey. if everyone could tune into that and give me some love. What time, Donut? It's not 1 live. p.m. L.A. I'll be West. praying for you, though, bro. Thank you. I'll need it because I don't go to bed until like late. Well, so. well, dude, I started bragging about you a while ago before I, I, I thought Donut already told his people. He's like, no, I didn't say nothing. And I was bragging for a while now. I thought you were going on the 24th, but you decided to do it um, on the Internet, which is cool. As, you know, because I, I, I'm too scared to fly. So <laughs> it was supposed to be for the 24th, but it got moved to tomorrow. That's awesome. And Sam, I want to kill it, bro. Going out there, yeah. Yeah, he'll do awesome. Sam's so cool, dude. Like, he he he's one of my people I go to at the end of the night and listen to Sam because he'll make you laugh. Even when he's talking about conspiracies, he makes you laugh. And his comedy's funny as shit, too. So that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on. To all the people in the comments, make sure you check out Juan. Check out Donut. Their links are down below. Check out Waters Above. What's your, is that your YouTube handle, Waters? Yeah, it's Waters Above. And if anyone wants to check out my work, uh, this Saturday I'll be doing a live stream starting at uh, about somewhere around 3 p.m. Eastern time. And your Patreon is what, brother? Uh, Patreon.com slash Waters Above. And I do a podcast there. We also have a private Discord community. So there's a lot of people that just want to like have access to people like us, you know, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing we have going on over there. It's, it's pretty wild. So we have That's people not, who are I'm not laughing at you, bro. I'm sorry. I'm definitely oh, going to okay. uh, come check that out over there. No, so yeah, thanks. of course. And somebody, and, 
Go ahead, Juan. Somebody, I was laughing because somebody commented, "Why well, don't I have an upside down lamb on my mic?" And it's not a lamb; it's a That's it's a, a sloth. sloth. Yeah. Oh, they said an upside down lamb. I thought it was a koala animal. bear. No, it's, no it's I didn't sloth. know what the hell it was either. Juan always got some crazy <laughs> shit. This video went viral of him dressed up as a, a reptilian plugging his podcast. Yeah, up. I manifested that, bro. Okay, I was I was asking the universe for more recognition on the social media, and out of all my videos that took off, that one took off, got over two hundred fifty thousand views. So people saw the podcast. So we'll see. I mean, it's part of the game, bro. I shared it. I thought it was funny as heck. You shared it right around Halloween, didn't you? Yeah, it was for Halloween. Yeah, that's why I was dressed I up as a that. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was super funny, but um, to all of our followers out there, we love y'all, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Check out Donut on the Tin Hat Podcast. Love y'all.